0: Welcome to this NFL free agency podcast, we're going to be talking about the top free agency signings of this 2020 free agency. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. So they want uh, they went and signed Devondra Campbell, Kane Drake, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Devon Kennard, and Jordan Phillips. The most, I think, um, you know, vibrant signings of this uh, for the Arizona Cardinals will probably be DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Kane Drake. So um, what do you think about those uh, those
1: signings? Well, you know, I really like the DeAndre Hopkins trade for the Cardinals, not for the Texans. Oh, yeah, same here. The Cardinals got a huge deal with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they dumped David Johnson's lucrative contract, and they get some offensive firepower, which they really needed to help develop Kyler Murray. And, you know, they don't give up significant draft capital, so I think it's just all around a great move.
0: I think you know uh, having DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Speedy Andy Isabella, you know that's going to be one of the, probably the deadliest uh, tr- uh, triple threats in the league, maybe. Yeah, because I... you've got you've got uh, Larry Fitzgerald who is a very like yeah he's he's a veteran and he's you know he's getting to his um uh, his uh, twilight years, but you know he, he can still well, he can still run out there and he can still catch the ball pretty consistently, and so. I'm gonna say that, that that trade right there is gonna be for sure an A plus, and the signing of Larry Fitzgerald for another one year. Although he probably he probably could have gone to the side team like the Denver Broncos who need a wide receiver, and need someone to uh, like maybe a little more uh, a little like a veteran to go there and develop some of their young receivers. I think that Larry Fitzgerald signing with the Cardinals again might be just a, a, good, a good signing.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then you got Kenyon Drake in the backfield. Young running back. You know, he could be a stud. I don't know. He's not one of those, like, mediocre running backs. I think it's a smart idea not to sign him to a long-term contract. Give him a year. Yeah, to, for sure. Give him a year to prove that he's, like, one of those top-tier running backs. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Because you don't know so, if... Yeah, go yeah. ahead.
0: And so, what do you say that the Arizona Cardinals uh, signing grade is currently?
1: As a whole, I'm going to give them an A minus because DeAndre Hopkins signing that's definitely like that great move. Amazing. Larry Fitzgerald, I like him eleven million, maybe a little bit too much, you know, for your second receiver now that DeAndre Hopkins yeah. in. Yeah, uh, for sure. And kenyon Drake, I like that transition tag. So I'm gonna give them a solid A minus.
0: I am gonna give them an A because I think that they did an awesome job signing DeAndre Hopkins. Kenyon Drake he proved last year that with his, even though his numbers weren't great, he knows how. To, uh, he knows how to put on like, great games, and he just needs to. As long as he can be coached by uh, Kingsbury, I think that like, he'll be able to um, develop under him. Uh, maybe get some uh, tips from some of the other running backs, and you know it'll just be a great kind of a, a backfield for him I, to be in.
1: I agree. Now moving on to the Atlantic Falcons. The three most notable moves for them is signing Dante Fowler to a three-year deal worth up to $48 million. They signed yeah. to- they signed Todd Gurley to a one-year $6 million dollar- dollar deal, and they traded for Hayden Hurst uh, along with a twenty-twenty fourth-round pick in exchange for 2022nd and fifth-round selections. So, what do you think?
0: Well, number one, let's talk about the most like beaming trade here. It's that Todd Gurley trade. My God, who who would have thought that one of the uh, someone who was voted for the MVP only like two years ago would be traded from his, uh, his team? Signed, I not traded. Yeah. Hmm. Signed. Yeah, signed. And so I think that you know that trade. I th- I thought it was very shocking because. Number one, the Rams released him and I thought that you know they were gonna get him paid considering how good he is and how good he can be. And so that that was kind of a shocker to me. But the Atlanta Falcons, man, that I don't know how I don't know about, you know, it being a good trade. I I'd probably give that one I don't know, we'll we'll get to the grading later. And so what do you think about Dante Fowler, the edge rusher?
1: I don't know, man. Like forty eight million dollars for, you know, Three years for like an okay edge rusher. I mean, he's 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 good, I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, I don't know if like 48 million dollars for three years, like what does that work down to? Like, how many like 16 million dollars a year, and he's not like I mean, that's like kind of like that's like really good edge rusher money. I mean,
0: yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, I think that you know, that that trade uh, that um signing right there, I don't think that was a very good sign by the Falcons for sure because you know. Dante Fowler, he's he hasn't very much proven since he was drafted that he can be whether on the Jags or the Rams. He has very much proven that he can be that kind of like solid guy who they who the um, Rams can trust that can like get to the uh, get to the quarterback. And he hasn't very much proven that throughout these two years with them. And so yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, and what injury. Yeah, and one just. Oh sorry, you were saying you were saying something about Dante Fowler. Yeah, Butler. I
1: mean. Okay. Don't forget, he did tear his ACL with the Jacks. So, I mean, there is an injury history, so. Exactly. So, anyway, so Hayden Hurst. I like the trade. They Of course, uh, the Falcons lost Hayden Hurst, uh, mm-hmm. lost Austin Hooper to the Browns, and now they go up and get, and they go and trade and get a new tight end. I mean, I, I, I kind of like it. They didn't give up significant draft capital. He's not a very flashy tight end, but I think he'll do it.
0: I, in my opinion, I also do not like. I don't like this trade a lot because number one, I think that they could have gone and got someone like Jimmy Graham, who was like, who was on the, uh, who was on he was released by the, um, Packers and he was traded to, uh, to the, um, the Bears. And so I think that this this trade with Hayden Hurst, he was there with Mark Andrews and uh, uh, Nick Boyle or Jack Boyle, Nick uh, Boyle, Jack, yeah, uh, Nick Nick Boyle. Yeah, and so, yeah, I think that you know, with those two, there, I think that they've been more productive than Hirsch has been, and so maybe it wasn't a very good trade, and uh, I don't know. I just um think didn't think it was very you know smart of them to sign someone like this.
1: Yeah, I can see that. But all in all, I'm I, for for the Falcons. I'm gonna give them a grade of a. I'm gonna say B minus because Dante Fowler. They gave way too much money. I, I they're gonna go into you know they they have I don't know it just seems it's just too much and then you have Todd Gurley yeah I, that's that's a steal I would say but of course like oh, yeah. he, he regressed a lot last season so
0: yeah he's gonna have to learn under Dan Quinn and so I'm gonna give them actually a C because honestly I don't like what uh, they've signed they also signed a uh, Tyler Davison a, a D tackle yeah and so it was just um, which honestly I don't think that. What they needed primarily was a cornerback, linebacker, safety, and they didn't really sign those right just yet, and so I don't think that you know it was a big, big plus for them. I'm gonna give them a C for that. All right, sure.
1: Now moving Moving on on to
0: the the Baltimore Ravens. So. Uh, so the Baltimore Ravens three signings, big ones. Michael Brockers from the Rams, I believe, was uh, agreed through a three-year, thirty million dollar deal and a twenty-one million dollars fully guaranteed. Cleus Campbell from Jacksonville Jaguars, two-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal, and Matthew Judon, one of their uh, one of their D linemen. They signed. They put a franchise tag on Judon. So, what do you think about that?
1: And it's kind of mad. I mean, Calais Campbell. The trade here really stands out because they gave up like a fifth round pick for you know a many many times Pro Bowler, All Pro, you know defensive end, and they really needed some high quality defensive linemen and edge rushers. And with all these, I mean, oh, yeah. they're all def- defensive linemen and edge rushers. That most like I think they signed five guys in total. Four of them were on the defensive side. So, you know, it's it, they knew what they needed the Ravens to do, and they, they did it. I mean, I think Michael Brocker's $3 million, $30 million, I don't know, maybe a little bit too much, but, you know, he's a good player. Matt Judon, I know they really wanted to, I think they were in talks to get a long-term deal, but they couldn't get that worked out, so they placed the franchise tag on him. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's not bad. What do you think?
0: Honestly, with the retirement of Atoli Nagata, one of their best uh, D tackles, um, um, a pro bowler for, I think, almost every season. And so for them to – it was going to be a hard task for them to replace them. And I think that just for now, until they have to go into the draft, I think that Michael Brockers might just do the job, as well as uh, someone like Clayas Campbell, who can really help, uh, like, explode that defensive line. Uh, with his talent and also Adam Matthew Judong, I think that just the, the, those three are gonna really boost up that uh, that uh, that team and what what they're capable of not to mention that they also signed Matt Skura, the center and he had war in another defensive end. and so yeah yeah I, I think
1: for the grade for the Baltimore Ravens I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a B plus because all the I, besides Calais Campbell, like there's not many flashy, uh, you know signings. That is very
0: true. Yeah, Michael Brockers, is, although he's very, he can be very talented, he wasn't very like a big flashy sign that you you thought they were gonna sign. Exactly, so,
1: yeah. and I think that they they know that I think that this is really gonna because last year they you know Lamar Jackson MVPC is an what an incredible player, but their defense really struggled, especially early in the season. And they needed so they needed players to get to the quarterback, and I think this really puts them as a Super Bowl contender next year. So that's why I give them yep. a B plus.
0: Now um, I'm gonna also give them a B plus as well because you know they really elevate it. Um, because I like you said they they didn't sign many flashy names other than Kalaius Campbell, but they also got some pretty good players that are gonna help them. Uh, make a Super
1: Bowl around run uh, next year and probably not get stopped by the Titans again yeah uh now we're moving on to the Buffalo bills uh three we are. three notable signings and trades Mario Addison who the an edge rusher who they signed for three years for 30 million uh with 15 million in guarantees this they, they traded for Stefan Diggs a lot And along with a 2020 seventh-round pick for a first-rounder, a fifth-rounder, a sixth-rounder, and a fourth-rounder next year. So a lot of draft capital that they gave up. And they also re-signed Quentin Spain to a three-year $15 million contract, as well as signing Josh Norman to a one-year $6 million contract. A lot of moves for this Bills team. What do you think about it?
0: And honestly, they really needed this uh, this kind of push because now that uh, you know the Patriots are not going to be the same team again without Tom Brady, they really needed this kind of uh, this kind of you know push. And so, for sure, uh, I think that signing uh, Mario Addison uh, would be actually a very good uh, trade. Not to mention that he's getting 50 million dollars guaranteed. And then also um, si- uh, signing uh, Josh Norman, which was. A very needed spot at the cornerback, and they've been trying to replay Stephon Diggs. And so I think that they might have done that right here with Josh Norman. Now, the part that I think that was not the greatest trade was getting Stephon Diggs. Now, no and no disrespect to Stephon Diggs. He was probably one of the best he was a star receiver on that Viking squad. But, you know, I think that you know, for a 2020 first round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick, that's way too many picks. Number one to give up for way someone who is, is number one, not the number one receiver on that squad. Uh, Adam Thielen is, and then number two, it's he. He's showed flashes, but he's not that star receiver that you come to expect him to be. You want you want a guy who can. Uh, he's very, he, not to mention no disrespect again he is very very talented and he can he can go out there and, and he uh and uh run some amazing routes but the thing is he I don't know if he's gonna change like that Bill's offense and you know that uh considering that they have Cole Beasley and you know um Zay Jones I honestly don't know if that's gonna help it, it will help I mean it will help but I don't know if it's like the best trade that they could have done
1: no I agree yeah. I mean, and they also, Mario Addison, you know, he, $10 million a year, $15 million in guarantee. Again, mediocre player, he's fine, he's talented, but is he really worth $10 million a year? I'm not sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So, I'm going to give them, and this might come as a surprise, but I'm going to give them a C plus because... One, they give up way too much draft capital for a star receiver, but no, not a superstar. And the amount of draft capital they gave up, I mean, that, that, that would be for a superstar receiver. And I don't consider Stefan Diggs as a superstar receiver. They re-signed Quentin Spain. I like that. Five million dollars I like a year. I like that. Josh Norman, eh. He's kinda, he, he really has his ups and downs. I don't like him that yeah. much. But they didn't sign yeah. They didn't sign him for a lot of money, Mario Addison. That's true. Again, I don't like him, so I'm gonna give them a C plus on this.
0: Now, look, I I like what they did. They also got Vernon Butler, and uh um uh, they resigned a quit in Spain. But honestly, I think that I'm gonna give them i B. Uh, I'm gonna give them a B plus because they uh, they upgraded their the defense, and you know they got some. Um, they got a, a good cornerback in Josh Norman. Who is not? He hasn't been the same since his days with Carolina Panthers, but he can really show flashes at some times, and that I think will help that uh, that spot in the cornerback uh, in the um, defensive back uh, line of the um, Buffalo Bills. Now again, Stephon Diggs, I just think that they gave up way too much draft capital, and so that's why I'm going to give them a B plus.
1: All right, fair enough.
0: Moving on to the Carolina Panthers, and oh my God, they signed a lot of people.
1: They sure did.
0: So, I'm going to say just a couple, of like, three names, because they signed a lot of people. Number one, um, they signed Kyle Allen. They re-signed him to a one-year extension. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy B, my God. He signed a three, three-year, three, three $63 million contract. That includes $33 million guaranteed. Wow. Then you've got Trey Boston re-signing for three years, $18 million, with nine point five guaranteed. And, um... Russell Coon, uh, they acquired him from the Los Angeles Chargers uh, uh, in exchange for Trey Turner. And, yeah, other than that, yeah, they got two wide receivers for Cooper and Seth Roberts. So what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, actually, I think, I mean, the Carolina Pan- Carolina Panthers have been pretty dormant now for a couple of years. And
0: yeah, for, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, no, he's not an elite quarterback. He certainly played quite well with the Saints. Twenty million dollars a year, thirty-three million dollars fully guaranteed. I don't know. It's it's they needed some sort of flashy move. They needed really to bring in this young, you know, like, you know, like unknown quarterback because they needed that kind of like like spark. If you know what I'm saying. So I yes. like that move.
0: And so yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say that the Teddy Bridgewater move was Paul uh, was an amazing move considering that Cam Newton's going into free agency. I think that that move, he really showed, like, big clashes with the Saints. That, uh, like, they, they went, like, undefeated when he was playing. And so I really think that him uh, starting for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers next season, it's going to be awesome to see. Then you've got Pharaoh Cooper and Seth Roberts. Who, Seth Roberts is primarily a kicker turner. You don't really know if he's a um like, a wide receiver, per se. I think Ferrick Cooper is also might be a kicker-tenner as well, but he can also be a wide receiver as well. And so I like those moves, but I honestly think that they should have focused more on wide receiver because back there, they only have, like, uh, I think oh, – what's his name? Uh, wide receiver. Hold on. Uh.
1: Uh,
0: and so, yeah.
1: DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh,
0: DJ, yeah, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Just uh, those two, I don't know if that, that's just going to help. And I really think that, you know, again, someone like Fitz, who was uh, wide open in the trade market, they, they could have signed someone like him to develop those kind of receivers. And so I don't know about those two receiver signings. Trey Boston, again, s- sort of saw it been under, you know, the radar for these past couple of years. But he sort of saw, uh, saw it signing.
1: Yeah, and I, I like Russell Akung the trade uh, for Russell Akung in exchange for uh, Trey Turner. I like it. I mean, for, more so for the chargers, but tackles are more important than guards. Akung is much older, not much older, but he's a little older than Trey Turner. And both pro yeah. bowlers, I think that it's, a, it's an okay trade. So with, with all that said, I'm going to give them, I'm going to say I'm going to give them a B-minus. Because I really like that Teddy Bridgewater, uh, deal. Maybe a tiny bit more money than well, than what I would really want like to pay for a guy that like that, who is kind of unknown. Trey Boston, yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's 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 not great, but the, the amount of money that they're paying him, he's also not spectacular. But I think they really yeah. needed to re-sign him. Also considering that the safety market isn't necessarily, they don't have a lot of guys like really like high starting caliber players in the so I don't know I'm that's why I'm gonna give them a solid B minus
0: yeah I'm gonna agree with you I'm gonna give them a B minus too because other than Teddy Bridgewater they haven't they haven't signed anyone big and so yeah I just don't think that it's gonna be I think that Teddy Bridgewater can be a game changer but he needs talent on that team and right now they don't have anyone besides their running back Christian uh, McCaffrey who can't get you know he has to have someone with them, and although, um, what, um, the, uh, what's his name, the other, the wide receivers.
1: Oh, DJ Moore?
0: Yeah, DJ Moore, he, he's a solid, uh, option, but they need to find someone who can really step up that team, and so I'm gonna give them, also, a Myers. Alright.
1: Moving well,
0: on to the Chicago Bears.
1: Okay, so, the Chicago Bears, not, ter- uh, not terribly, like, I mean, they, they they, they, I don't know. I mean, they, they kind of like they signed a lot of veteran guys, which is interesting. They, yeah, of course, fair. they made the trade for Nick Foles in exchange for a fourth round pick. They re, they signed yeah. Jimmy Graham, two year deal, sixteen million dollars, but nine to nine million dollars guaranteed, and Robert Quinn to a five year, seventy million dollar contract
0: With for, thirty million guaranteed for
1: Robert Quinn.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. And Dane Trevathan for $21 million and, uh, with a maximum of $24 million. That includes $14 million guaranteed. And so let's talk about the Chicago Bears team because, my God, they've signed quite a bit of people, quite a bit of veterans for quite a bit of money. Let's start with Nick Foles. Honestly, let's just say some, any team other than the Philadelphia Eagles signing Nick Foles has never turned that good, and we've seen that plenty amount of times. We see him with the Rams, the Chiefs, the uh, the Jaguars, the uh, and now we're gonna see him in a Bears uniform. It really hasn't, you know, been his time. He's been very good only with the Eagles. Let's just go with that. And so I honestly don't think that the Bears signing him makes sense. okay, he might need to. It might make sense to give uh, Mitchell Trubisky some competition, but other than that, it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: For that signing, no, I agree. What do you think? I, I, I yeah, I think you covered up Nick Foles per, the the trade there perfectly. Now the two other major signings. Let's just start Jimmy with Jimmy
0: Graham.
1: Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Eight million dollars a year for. I mean, I don't know. He's veteran, fine, and he's he is experienced. And I think that maybe if the Bears can draft like a young tight end, maybe in the. You know, day two, day three, maybe he can give some like guidance because the Bears they're not that strong at the tight end position, so I right,
0: yeah
1: I don't know maybe Jimmy Graham fine maybe if they want a veteran that's fine, but you know I don't know and maybe giving some could the quarterback some big guy to throw to whoever starts of course Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. It's not great. Robert
0: Quinn. Honestly, I love I like this Jimmy Graham trade a lot in my opinion because number one, the they, the Bears right now they don't necessarily have anyone that's they can throw the ball to relatively uh, as names go. You know, it's not a, for the past couple of years. You know, they've been more uh, primarily famous for the defense, and um, honestly, I think that now. Getting the um someone that can catch the ball, you know, they only have Allen Robinson, uh, Anthony Miller, and Cordell Patterson, and yeah, okay, they, uh, they're they're uh, they're very you know they've got talent and all, but honestly, they really haven't. And now Jimmy Graham is going to give them that uh that little boost that they need on the receiver end of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, I agree, but Robert Quinn, I I am sticking to my guns. That is a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of money for, uh, how old is he? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And they're signing him to for $30 million guaranteed for a 30-year-old who is not that impressive. I mean, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing really more to say than that. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, but, I mean, unless he, like, turns out to be, you know, incredible and maybe... The next
0: clear, like, the next Khalil Mac.
1: I think it was fine. Maybe you want some edge rusher to pair, you know, with Khalil Mack, like you said, but is Robert uh, Robert Quinn really the guy to do that?
0: Yeah, I'm going to get sick to my guns. I'm going to just go at the Bears' gym. What are you doing signing Robert Quinn for five years, $70 million and $30 million guaranteed? What are you doing? I mean, you, yeah, okay, get, I think that you could have put money on someone else. Like, you know, someone like – uh, pay uh, J- Jimmy Graham more. Maybe even put, uh, get another wide receiver to stack up that wide receiver line. Why Bobby you Anderson. Paid, uh, Robert Quinn for $70 million in five years That at that. Maybe put, give some money to, um, Kill Little Mac for all I care. But this is not a good trade, a good signing, in my opinion, by the uh, Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, and, and to be honest, I- I'm gonna give them a D, the Bears, because okay. Nick Foles, he's old. We all know that he's not, he's probably not, I mean, most likely, he's not going to do well in the Bear system either. He really thrived in that Eagles offense. Jimmy oh, Graham. Sure. Jimmy Graham is the best of the signings, I would say. Robert Quinn, of course, utterly ridiculous. So I'm just going to give them a D. And because Danny Trevanthan, yeah, I think that's a good extension. He's a good linebacker. He's solid. Maybe a little bit too much, but it's fine. It's not terrible. So that's why I'm going to give them a D. What about you? I'm, yeah,
0: I'm probably going to give them a D. Maybe even a C. I'll give them a C minus because I like the signing of Jimmy Graham, but that's about that, it. I don't see any other names there that's going to help this Bears team extend and make bring them back to the playoffs.
1: All right, well, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Almost went 0-16. Oh, Has the yeah. first overall pick. Not that active, to be honest. I mean, they signed a couple of guys. They signed DJ Reader to a four-year, $53 million contract. They placed the franchise tag on AJ Green, and they also uh, agreed to a three-year, $42 million contract with Trey Waynes. What do you think about this Bengals team?
0: Oh, my God. Okay, I like the A.J. Green uh, signing because that was smart so that it, it, Joe Burr had someone to throw to. And then you've also got John Ross there. If, and so if John Ross and A.J. Green can stay healthy, th- that might be some Bengals team that you might want to watch out for. And then the Trey Wayne's and DJ Reader, DJ Reader, I like it, but four years and fifty-three million dollars, I don't know. That that just kind of just doesn't make sense to me. And then Trey Wayne's, Trey Wayne's can it can really prove that he can be a, a star cornerback and so I think that the even though it might be a tad bit more than I wish it was, it, it's it's a solid signing for that Bengals team. What yeah, do you
1: think? I I think. Say so definitely I their their defense was not great let's be honest last year and neither was their oh, they, offense. Uh, I mean they were There's just... a
0: reason why they go 12 and uh, 2 and 14 in the season.
1: Yeah. And so I mean DJ Reader, he was a stud for the Texans. I think it's a fine line. I mean they need some guy to eat up those blocks in the middle of the defensive line. I think he'll be that's a great signing in my opinion. I know it's a lot of money but I think it's worth it. A.J. Green's smart. You need someone for Joe Burrow most likely to throw to, and Trey Wayne's. I mean, it's a little oh, bit, yeah. t- a little bit too much money, you know, for how much is it a year? 14 million dollars a year. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's okay. So you know, I'm I'm gonna give them a B plus right there because D.J. Reader, I I like that signing. A.J. Green, that's very smart to put the franchise tag on him. Trey Wayne's my least favorite signing, but uh, I'll do. What grade are you gonna give them?
0: I will give them. A B plus as well. So, because, yeah, a B plus as well. Because honestly, I like, again, I like the Trey Wayne's uh, signing. I like the, I, I like sort of the DJ. Actually, you know what? Let's give them an A minus. Because oh, I actually wow, like wow. the I, I see. I just don't like, I don't like a lot of their, I uh, just, I don't think I like them as much as I wish I did. But I'm going to give them an A-minus just because, you know, they, they're signing A.J. A. Green. And as well, they're going to get uh, – they're also signing Mackenzie Alexander, who is another spot for that uh, – another filling for that cornerback quarter, uh,
1: spot. Okay, now moving on to the Cleveland Browns. Your
0: boy. <laughs> Winners of the
1: offense uh, offseason twice in a row, maybe. I mean, like, do you see this list of players that they signed?
0: Now. Let's, let's not be biased like let's not be biased okay 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 Okay. We're talking. okay. Uh,
1: just in case you're curious i am one of the biggest browns fans in the world so just keep that in mind i'm not going to be biased but the three best signings jack conklin offensive tackle 3 year 42 million dollar deal with 30 million guaranteed austin hooper the highest new highest paid tight end in the league 44 million across 4 years and then you also have a. They signed Case Keenum, three year, eighteen million dollars, and they made a trade for Andy Janovich for a 2021 7th round pick. I am gonna let you start and give your initial thoughts on the Browns team now. Look
0: here, I don't, I don't want to be mean, but I, I actually, I like the, t- I like what they did. I like how they signed Jack Conklin, and uh, because they needed some help on that old line. You know, Baker Mayfield hopefully won't die this year. Then you've got Austin Hooper, who's a solid a blocking tight end. He can go out there and catch the ball. He he can, he also got some speed. And then you've also got um, uh, Kareem Hunt, who signed, uh, who's signed, who a placed on a second round tender. Then you've got Case Keenum. The Case Keenum trade with three years, eighteen million dollars. I don't really, I don't get it. I just don't. I honestly think that they could have got someone else other than Case Keenum. Yeah, okay, he's a backup, Faith uh, from Mayfield, but uh. I don't know. And then you've got Andrew uh, Sandejo uh, for one year. That's a nice trade to get a safety up there. Then, honestly, they, they, they probably could have upgraded that cornerback spot, maybe even the linebacker after um, Joe Schrober is uh, left. And, honestly, B.J. Goodson is not going to help uh, the team or, or that defense for sure. And so I honestly think that they're going to digress big time. They digress for sure uh, throughout this off season what are your thoughts well
1: I mean I'm not gonna be biased here but I'm just gonna say we all really first are. of all jack Conklin i' I'm, I'm gonna say that's a solid that's a solid signing they needed an offensive tackle I, he's gonna he's the third highest paid right tackle in the league but he is definitely at least the third best right tackle in the league i mean he, he's he's an all he, I mean he as a rookie he was a stud he did injure he was injured. For a large portion of the 2017 season, I believe. I'm not quite sure. Austin Hooper, a little bit too much money, but fine. They, we all know that Kevin Stefanski loves two tight ends formations. Kareem Hunt... For sure. <laughs> Kareem Hunt is a stud running back. Good idea to put a, put a second-round tender. Andy Janovich gave up nothing for him. And we Kevin Stefanski really likes fullbacks. Carl Joseph, one-year deal. He's known as the Hitman. He is a great. He's a great safety, and to put plug in at that in that Brown secondary, and Case you Keenum. Andrew
0: Aho as well. Yeah, then you him got... up as well. And, then and then
1: Case Keenum. Case Keenum I, I, a little bit too much money, but we all know what he did in um with Kevin St- Stefanski back against uh, in that twenty eighteen season, I believe, when they played the bike. You, uh, he, he was the quarterback for that Minneapolis Miracle season, so.
0: Like it says in the name, it was a miracle. Okay, so I don't know about <laughs> that case. Kingdom signing. Okay, what? Well, you know. All right. so we're gonna move on to the Dallas. Hey, Cowboys. we have to
1: give our grades.
0: <gasps> oh yes.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna give them an A minus because
0: okay.
1: I think that they definitely they addressed the positions. I, I I'm not gonna give them an A or an A plus because they did not inter- address the linebacker's spot. Actually, I'm going to drop that down to a B-plus, to be honest, because they did not address that linebacker spot. They let Joe Sherbert and Christian Kirksey give me a grade.
0: All right, I'm going to give you a B-minus. I'm going to give them a B-minus. And just because Jack Conklin, okay, that's a good signing. But other than that, Austin Hooper, I just don't know. He's not a game-changer, really. And the Cleveland Browns, at this point in time, they need someone who can really step up that tier, that uh, that receiving core because honestly, for sure, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Jarvis Landry—that's it. Like that's all they have. Okay, two good wide receivers, but who do they have at tight end? David and Joku has digressed since his uh, since his college days, and so they need someone. And I just don't know if Austin Hooper might just do the job. So I'm, that's why I'm going to give them a B plus. All right, all right. Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Signed a so, lot of guys.
0: Oh, big time. Go ahead. Read them
1: out. Okay, so three big names. They signed Amari Cooper to a five-year $100 million deal with $60 million guaranteed. They re-signed. Uh, they didn't re-sign. They placed the exclusive franchise tag. Dak Prescott, and they also signed Gerald McCoy for a three-year $18 million deal that can reach around $20 million with incentives. What do you think? Yeah.
0: Honestly, with this free agent signing, I am loving the Dallas Cowboys right now because not only that they sign that they sign you know all these teams, uh, but they all, they got like some pretty darn decent players. They got uh, they re-signed Dak Prescott. They re uh, they re-signed Amari Cooper, and they uh, they re-signed Kai. For- uh, they're getting uh, Kai Forbath, who was going to replace um his. Uh, uh that Brett Maher guy who he's missed a lot of field goals. Then they also get Kaha Clinton Dix and they're trying strongly if he's healthy, which he has not been in the past couple of years, he can really do uh some good stuff.
1: Now let's okay, fine, you focus on the defensive side of the ball. How about Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott?
0: okay, those two if they can work together and make something happen i am going to love this uh th- this team especially with Zeke in the backfield they can actually do something good uh, and, and also without J- jason garrett like blocking the way no 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 disrespect to him but honestly i really think that this team might just uh, uh have the chance to go back to the uh the playoffs again
1: yeah but we say that every year i mean they're easily one of the most talented teams in the nfl
0: I think that coaching has been, has been holding him uh, holding him back, really.
1: Well, now you have Coach McCarthy.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And he, he although he uh, did not have his last, um, you know, kind of his last season with the Packers wasn't wasn't great. I think that he might turn, help him turn around uh, this, uh, this uh, Cowboys offense and defense.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I maybe. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sold. I'm gonna give them a b minus because Murray Cooper 20 million dollars i mean i like that a little bit too much guaranteed if he gets injured oh. i don't know he doesn't have much of an injury history so we'll see Dak Prescott i don't like the exclusive franchise tag because we all know that their quarterbacks in line to have big extensions i mean you look at Patrick Mahomes probably one of the biggest one and you know He's gonna Patrick Mahomes is gonna reset that quarterback market, and Dak Prescott. It, the more you keep delaying his long term contract, the more you're gonna have to offer him. So I, that's why I'm gonna give them a B minus.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them an A minus an a- because wow. I like the Dak, Pres, the Dak, the Brad, Dak Prescott franchise tag. Then Amari Cooper, a hundred million dollars. Okay, meh, I I don't know, but then you know that's just. Uh, with Zeke in the backfield and uh, signing all these other guys, I really think that this team can really push it up and maybe even go uh, go back to the playoffs, win the division.
1: Well, only time will tell. But moving on to the Denver Broncos, they added quite the lot of players. They added AJ Bouye, which they acquired in a trade with the Jags in exchange for a 2024th round pick. They added Jarrell Casey in exchange for a seventh round pick. They signed Melvin Gordon. On a on a contract worth sixteen million dollars, with thirteen point five million guaranteed over two years, and they placed the franchise tag on Justin Simmons. So, what do you think of this new Broncos team?
0: Honestly, right now, what's honestly, I love what they're doing with this uh, with the signing of um, Jarrell Casey, AJ Bouillet Je- uh, resigning Justin Simmons, I love what they're doing there. They're they're really just pumping up that defense, adding it to Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. You know, helping that team, I, especially with Gerald Casey. Now the defensive line, when you go play up, they are they really are going to be scary. Now the the addition of Melvin Gordon, I like it. That being said, we've seen this happen with uh, players like Jamal Charles, who went from the Chiefs to the uh, to the Broncos, and then uh, let their career down from there. And I honestly think that, you know, that's just not going to be... I I think that Melvin Gordon is just going to lay off there and he's just not going to do anything again. And that kind of just makes me sad because he really has a a prime talent. And just seeing him go to waste, especially with that backfield where Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman and just having Melvin Gordon just does not make any sense to me. I think that he could have gone somewhere else, but... Honestly, I just don't get it. I, I don't. I don't see it being very useful. Now with Graham Glasgow, that, uh, I think that that was a solid pickup because he's been very solid in Detroit, and I think that for although four years for forty-four million might be a bit much, plus twenty-five million guaranteed, he he is one of the so, more solid uh, uh, offensive guards in the league. And then Nick Vanette again, just is just adding to the roster space. And so yeah, I think that I'm gonna give them a solid.
1: A bias. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Now let me just give my thoughts. I, I honestly I like the addition of Melvin Gordon. Again, the Denver Broncos is one of those teams where they don't have quite like the you know the amount of flashy players. I mean, like maybe Von Miller's their most flashy player. Like they they don't really have those kind of guys. And I think they're right, right. They yeah. kind of need that offensive firepower. And Melvin Gordon and he is going to be in a backfield with Philip Lindsay who was who is a stud he is a gem he was undrafted and now look at him i mean he's amazing and now and then you have Royce Freeman of course
0: no um, no generally speaking um i really do think that uh, i i like that i like how you're saying it but to be honest i'm going to say this that um Philip Lindsay from compared to 20, his 2018 2019 campaign he is digressed. I mean, you you see him last year. I didn't see like before. He was very like you know flashy. He was popular, but then now you know you don't really. It's it's not really a name anymore. Like uh, I'm gonna show. Uh, I'm gonna uh, read out stats real quick. Um, yeah. He's just like uh, he hasn't really been the same player that he was uh, like um, during his rookie year.
1: Yeah, he he did. And so down from he he. He ran for. Actually,
0: he he actually I think ran for, like he didn't have as many flashy uh, a yeah, a very flashy year, but he had a solid year. He had and um he had a thousand yards, which is not bad. He had seven touchdowns. He had he had up, um and he had a thousand yards off two hundred and twenty four attempts. That's that's solid. But I honestly think that and when you and then you check out Melvin Gordon's um stats, Melvin Gordon. And from coming off his year, he, this year, he was less of, like, a real threat in the backfield. He was more just in that goal line stance, which is why he has uh, only 612 yards and 100, uh, 162 attempts. And, yeah, again, again, from but- the year before, 885. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is not, like, crazy numbers that you would expect. And I really think that he's just going to, uh, from there in uh, in Denver, he's going to just digress.
1: All right, well, I'm I'll, 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 fine. Whatever you're talking about, but I think I, I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a B, okay? Because look, Justin Simmons, I love that race tag. He was great last year.
0: Oh yeah, uh, big time. And
1: Graham Glasgow, too much money, way too much money, but fine. Aj okay. Bouye, he that's a good pickup. I mean, he's 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 on the older side. He's not terribly old though. Fourth round pick, yeah. maybe a little bit too much to give up, to be honest,
0: but. A fourth round pick for AJ Bouye, I think that's a steal. Really, I
1: don't and know. Especially
0: because, because he um, during that uh, his time in Jacksonville, he was, they were they had a solid uh, defense. It was only uh, the only thing that was holding him back was coaching. But uh, overall, they had a solid defense, especially in that cor- um, in the uh, the cornerback spot. That um, AJ Bouye really led the way, and I really think that he might just be able to help. That's um that Denver dude who just came off losing Chris Harris to the Chargers and so yeah all right moving on to Detroit Detroit Lions I'll read out some of the names that you might uh, be familiar with Jamie Collins uh traded uh, for a three year deal worth thirty million dollars that includes eighteen million guaranteed uh, Chase Daniel uh agreed deal for the uh, again agreed with the Lions. Dron Harmon exchanged uh, with a trade from the New England Patriots for a 2027th round pick and exchanged uh, exchange for a 2025th round pick. Now you have, again, Danny Shelton, again from the Patriots, a uh, two year $8 million deal. Desmond Choufard, two year $21 million deal. And yeah, and you've got uh, a couple more roster spots. Oh. So, what do you think?
1: Well, listen. I think we all know, and it's a general consensus around NFL reporters also that this Lions team so tries so hard to replicate the Patriots. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, they always try. This is why they're picking up Jamie Collins, John Harmon, and uh, Danny Shelton, all members of the Patriots. And I honestly think that, um, for me being a Patriots fan, let me just take it from here, I really think that... You know, it's never worked out. Like, you, you see some of the players who have gone, uh, some of the coaches and some of the players that have left the Patriots and gone to different teams. If you look at um, uh, Matt Patricia, for example, he has not lived up to the expe- expectation that um, uh, that the Lions GM and the Lions uh, organization has wanted him to. And now you're going to add Jamie Collins, who honestly with the Patriots has had a solid uh, campaign. Um, and now having to let him go, it's just, it doesn't, I don't see it making too much sense because he had a solid year with the Pats. Then you've got Danny Shelton. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, again, he, he was pretty decent, but he wasn't like outstanding with the Patriots. Like he should have been drawn Harmon again. uh, Again, that's, I don't think, I think that's really not a great trade for the Pats because their secondary has just, and their defense just here had having that outstanding year was almost, I think, first in the league. And now having them to, uh, give away one of their uh, uh, possessions on defense. All three of their players are from defense, and so now having to let them go, it's kind of – you don't know how it's going to be next year. You know I mean? Stephon Gilmore isn't going to be that piece. Uh, Hightower isn't going to be just – going to be there just to, you know, put, put – he wants uh, – you just need to have need better play, uh, pieces up there. What do you think?
1: Well, listen – My favorite signing of this Lions team, Danny Shelton. $4 million a year. And I just looked at his stats. I mean, 61 tackles, three and a half sacks. And that's not bad. That's some good rotational depth along that D-line. Yeah, especially
0: for a a defensive tackle, for sure.
1: Yeah. I do not like Halapulia. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. But that offensive tackle, $50 million it's too much. $10 million for a guy that, I mean, he started with the Eagles, he played well, came in. He's kind of that, like, sixth lineman guy. Uh, well, and, of course, when Jason Peters got injured, he was the starter. But mm-hmm. other than that, okay. Uh, this Lions team, I don't know, they, they, it seems like they're constantly rebuilding. Like, I mean, they, they're always in that rebuild phrase, uh, phase. And I think it... Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, c- they can never crack the code on what they need for the year. And they just never can cr- uh, crack the code of what to uh, or uh, what pieces they need. That they're always adding pieces, but they never. The coaching is—we all know—is the big problem.
1: Yeah, I- I'm gonna give them my grade on this. I'm gonna give them a C plus because they overpaid some of their guys. I do like Danny Shelton, and they brought back their uh, young safety Mills Kilbrew. I love him. He's quite young. He's has a very like a hard nose for football. He he knows football, a hard hitter. He he he's very physical and I like that in safeties. And so I, I really I, I think that they added some young guys. I think they got some good depth along that D line that back uh defensive backfield, their secondary. But other than that, like I mean, they didn't add any like like exciting players. And I know sometimes that's not necessary, but I think for this Detroit team it was necessary. So that's why I'm gonna give them a C plus.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna go uh, pretty hardcore. I'm gonna give them C minus. I go even further. I'm gonna give them a D plus. Wow. I, I, I really don't like this. Uh, what-, what they've done in the free uh, in free agency. Yeah, okay, they got uh, they got Jasmine Choufon and uh, they've got John uh, Harmon. Uh, all these names, but you know, it's never really about the names. They have solid players on the team, but. Number one, that that organization, they just haven't. It, they they need to crack the code, like I'm saying. They it, right now signed people like Jamie Collins, John Harmon, and, and Danny Shelton. That's not gonna help them in the, uh, in the future. It's just gonna help. Uh, they want something that's gonna help them uh, in the future and help them even now. And right now, that's not helping. I'm gonna give them a D plus because I don't see any good names there that they are really gonna uh, leave this team.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Anyway. Moving on to their NFC North competitors, Green Bay Packers, the reigning champ of that division. So, I mean, first of all, I'm just looking at this list. They only signed three like notable guys.
0: Yeah, no, I think three guys in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, they signed Christian Kirksey, two-year, sixty million. Mercedes Lewis re-signed with two for a two point two five million one-year deal, and Rick Wagner for an undisclosed contract. What do you think?
0: There's not really much Honestly. to think about, but... <laughs> First of all, what are the Packers doing right now? I mean, number one, you let go of Jimmy Graham, who had a solid... He was solid. He wasn't... He, yeah, okay, he, he didn't have the greatest uh, campaign in green Bay, but, but he was solid. And having to replace him, it, it's going to be a tough task, and... Um, uh, Mercedes Lewis, I think he had uh, – was he always with the Packers? I think he was always with the Packers, maybe with the Rams as well. But he's never really lived up to his expectation of, um, uh, you know, being that kind of uh, threat rec- uh, receiver. If we look at his, uh, Jimmy Graham's stats, like I'm saying, it was um, 38 receptions, 447 yards, and three touchdowns. That is – um, it's, it's not great. When you think about how he wanted uh, to be, uh, you know how he, they were expecting him to really stand out on the team. And so, I actually, you know, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to say that's actually maybe a good release for them because you know it's really it. it uh, although they were they're missing out on a tight end, they're getting Mercedes Lewis, which uh, he he's probably kind of like an equivalent. And you know, with maybe coaching, he can be even better. Now, Christian Kirksey. I think that's a solid pickup. Yeah, he can be like a um, a backup for um, maybe, uh, Nick Martinez, and I honestly think yeah that that's probably a solid pickup. Rick Wagner, I don't really get it, but you know I guess the Packers know what they're doing and they're gonna uh, they they know what, uh, what picks they need. What do you what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean again, there's really not much to think about. I mean they have they signed three guys. No, I mean Christian Kirksey, I, I kind of like that. I mean I uh, Cleveland fan, I know him. Great leader in the community. He's a great guy. He's an okay football player. Has some injury history, of course. $16 yeah. million that for two years. That sounds about right. I think it's overpriced, but it sounds about right. They didn't quite break the bank for him. But again, I thought their focus was to get some offensive firepower and some offensive linemen to bat. First of all, oh, the, the, yeah, the, sure. the Packers o- O-line is old. I mean, they need some newer guys. They need I mean, some-
0: David Bakhtiari is not going to be... The same, he's old. I mean, you have to replace him, I and mean, Rick Wagner's not
1: him. And he's they not lost. Do it. They lost Brian Blaga to the Chargers as well, I believe. Oh yeah. And then, you know, and you need someone like you need a solid number two receiver. You can't. I mean, the the only real target that Aaron Rodgers has right now is like Devonte Adams. I can't really think of anybody worth noting besides that.
0: Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, there's no. It's not like the the Green Bay Packers are acting so. Mercedes Lewis is going to be the next Rob Gronkowski. I mean, come on, guys. You need to actually step up the game. Like, if, uh, uh, if I go back in, here, if we go back in history, mo- uh, you've never really seen the Green Bay Packers be like real threats in free agency. They've never been that kind of team where they've got and really went out and signed teams, uh, players. And so, honestly, I guess this is what they're trying to do, but it's really not what. I, it's really just not a great signing, and so yeah. Um, uh, grades now. What are you gonna get with the Green Bay Packers?
1: Well, you know, last season they focused on defense. They focused on upgrading their defense because that was a problem in the 2017-2018 com- campaign. So yeah. And now they need to focus on the offense. And yeah, they they got some. They got Christian Kirksey, which is a much needed thing for a much needed commodity for their defense. But their offense, I mean, besides, I mean, they're two no-name guys. I mean, it's not really, like, I don't know. They, they, they kind of neglected their entire, like, offense. I mean, they're not gonna, they didn't make the NFC. They didn't win the Super Bowl last year. It's not like they have nothing to, they, they, they I mean, but they they got
0: pretty darn close, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and they also lost Brian Blaga. I mean, so I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them ac plus because I think Christian Kirksey is a notable guy, and that will help, th- that he will immediately upgrade that linebacker room. Well, other than that, they really, really forgot about that offense, and that needs improving. For sure. What are you gonna give them? All
0: right. I am gonna give them again. I'm gonna give. I'm going them a C minus. Actually, I'm gonna give them a D plus, like I did with the Lions, because again, they they trust none of what they needed. Really, they trust. Uh, they didn't trust what uh, offensive weapons. They. It, I'd like this, like I said, they, their big needs are tie, uh, tight end, wide receiver, and O lineman, and they they address two of them oh, oh, poorly, very poorly, signing Rick Wagner and Omercedes Lewis, and I just don't think that's gonna uh, help out that team. All right. Oh, yeah. Moving on to the Houston Texans, and well, this team had a lot of drama, and it's free uh, <laughs> agency. Let's talk about it.
1: Well, of course, you know we all know ludicrous decision making on Bill O'Brien's half, trading oh, yeah. for David Johnson, along getting along with getting a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth rounder in exchange for Hopkins and a fourth round pick this year. I mean, like, what are yeah. you thinking? And then replacing him with Randall Cobb for a third with a three-year, twenty-seven million do- dollar deal. I mean, yeah. like, what do you think of this? I mean, I know it's pretty clear-cut what your thoughts are, but, like, give us some insight.
0: Okay, here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to just go out and just rant about this. What do you do? Okay, first of all, this is not what the Texans had in mind. You know, you come off going to the, uh, to the divisional round of players, uh, again, losing by to the Chiefs by blowing up 24-point lead, and then next thing you know, um, you're lo- you're you're giving away. Like this is not, not you releasing them because you can't give, uh, uh, can't pay them or. This is just this is stupid on Bill O'Brien's part. Why are you giving away your best receiver? You you need him in the long run. Okay, give away someone else. Give give away another wide receiver. Uh, give away any other position. But the Andre Hopkins for David Johnson, all people. This is just a terrible trade by Bill O'Brien. Not to mention replacing him with Randall Cobb and then. You know, uh, get yeah, uh, re-signed. Get Raydon Fells, uh, Philip Gaines uh, for cornerback. Bring uh, Harvey's for cornerback. Um, uh, David Johnson uh, again traded by via uh, the DeAndre Hopkins trade. And so, that's just I don't I don't know what they're trying to do. I just I don't see their point really because it just doesn't make sense. They them trading away the best uh uh receiver probably actually. Uh, you can make a case that he is the best receiver in the game. Oh, absolutely,
1: right absolutely. And I mean, other than that, you, I mean, there's not really much to look at. I like their re-signing of Darren Fells to your seven million. That's fine. They got some good cornerbacks. They were, they they got some, you know, guys to, you know, back up that secondary. They got Bradley Roby, who they signed for a three-year, thirty-six million dollar contract. Too much money. Way too much money. But you know i like Actually,
0: yeah i don't know i I, th- I think he's pretty solid i mean he might be able to help maybe that off uh, that, uh, that that defense. but honestly they could have spent it on a much better quarterback but i think even desmond chant might have been a better idea
1: oh yeah absolutely so yeah uh, with with all that said i'm going to give them an f i'm just giving them an f you you, you can't you can't replace deandre hopkins Thrandall Cobb. Not only that, you, give, you gave DeAndre Hopkins up for 50 cents on the dollar. Like, it's ridiculous. And, and then you just took David Johnson when you already have two decent running backs who can man that backfield. You have Carlos Hyde, and Duke Johnson, I think that's fine. You and then you leave Deshaun Watson with nothing. His best option is uh, options are Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, and Darren Fells. I mean, uh, what do you? This guy is in, like in his final years of the rookie con- of his rookie contract. You need to maximize it, and you're just trading up his number, uh, trading away his number one target. It's ridiculous.
0: Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, just, I'm not going to be as hard. I'm going to give them a. Um, a I don't know a C minus. Although they uh, they gave away DeAndre Hopkins, I think that they pretty much they uh, solidized you know the the, uh, the their defense. And although the offense will considerably not be the same, and um, I honestly think that you know they might be able to get uh, make something, especially with the defense led by JJ Watt. Fair enough. All right, moving on to the Indianapolis Colts and. Uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. What do you, uh, so um would you like uh go ahead.
1: All right. Well, I'll start off DeForest Buckner, one of the four, one of the major blockbusters of this NFL free agency. They sent a first-round pick. That's it. For DeForest Buckner. I love that move from the Colts. What do you think? I just love it.
0: Um well, here's the deal. I think that I like I like DeForest Buckner. No disrespect to him. He is an amazing player, but giving up a first round pick, kind of st- I just think it doesn't make sense because the, right now their main pos- uh, position of need, actually actually you know what? Considering that they got Philip Rivers, which is again pit, uh, 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 they, he signed up for one one year twenty five million dollars uh, fully guaranteed. I think that. And now speaking of it, because I just I just realized that they signed Philip Rivers. I think it's actually not a terrible trade, but they really could have used it on positions that they need, such as wide You know, trying to get someone someone like CeeDee Lamb in the draft, because right now that's their main position to, uh, need. Right now, Devin Funches, Um, who else? Uh, one second. Um, Devin Funches is not gonna do uh, do the job for them, and um. Oh, uh, I just think that you know, it's it just doesn't make sense for them to go out and ship out a first round pick. And T. Y. Hilton, he is um, again one of the most uh, um, underrated wide receivers in the league. But that's really all they have. I don't I actually, I don't even see uh, 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 Devin Funches on this uh, on this roster. Really, I just I think that they could have got got someone even better. But again. DeForest Buckner saw, uh, saw a guy. Then you've got Anthony Costanza who's gonna back uh just block for Philip Rivers. That's a nice trade. He is a very very uh good um uh, offensive tackle. And then you've also got Larry Clark, who's re-signed with the Colts.
1: Yeah, and also th- that I'm gonna say that 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 offensive line is quite good for that Colts offense. And so Philip Rivers will definitely appreciate that. I think after of course I think- the- go ahead.
0: So, uh, actually, you know what? Finish what you were saying. I'll, uh, I'm starting with the completely new thing. So go ahead, finish.
1: It. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that I think that, be- that Philip Rivers will really like this focus on the offensive line, making sure to re-sign Anthony Costanzo, and now uh, you have Quint Nelson. Also, I mean, and you have Ryan Kelly. So you know, I, I think that Philip Rivers is going to be upright, and I think that will be a huge part of his success. I think he's uh, he's going to have a great year. Coming up, if but I again I agree with you with that thirteen overall pick. I could actually see them potentially trading up, maybe in the late in the late uh what do you want to call it like in the if they're in the second round. I think they're gonna trade up maybe for a late first round pick if there's like you know Justin Jefferson still on the board. I could see them doing that.
0: Honestly, I actually would have thought that they would if they used that they use that number thirteen overall pick on a quarterback. And even with, even if they sign Philip Rivers. Really, the uh, the quarterback spot—they were only signing for one year uh, and worth twenty-five million dollars. And they really, uh, maybe if they had drafted, if they kept that first of uh, first-round pick, I also think that they would have drafted a guy who can sit behind uh, Philip Rivers, just like Patrick Mahomes did under um, uh, uh, Andy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Alex Smith. Alex, Alex Smith, Smith. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, honestly, I think that he could, re- uh, if he could learn from a better quarterback, that would have been a lot more smarter than just trading up with Philip Rivers, giving away a number thirteen overall pick. But honestly, what they got, DeForest Buckner, a side pick. I just don't think he's worth number thirteen overall. Okay, trading.
1: well, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give them a I'm gonna give them a B because I like the DeForest Buckner trade. I'm gonna give that maybe they're giving him a massive, massive, massive extension worth up. Of upwards of $21 million per season. Anthony, mm-hmm. Anthony Costanzo, two-year, $33 million. A little pricey, but he's a good offensive tackle, and tackles are important. Philip Rivers, yes, 25, sure. $25 million, fully guaranteed. I could see them even drafting a QB maybe in the late rounds of the draft this year. Maybe picking up a guy like Brian Lewerke from Michigan State or some guy like that. Uh, but. Okay. Other than that, Larey and Clark—that's quality depth. But yeah, I'm going to give them a solid B. I think they—they they I think they did what they needed to do. But they need some offensive firepower, and they could—they need to address that in the draft. Give someone for Philip Rivers to throw to. Him.
0: Also, I'm going to agree with you right there. I don't think it's that too bad to give them a B minus. But it also is not great to get give them a B plus. So I'm going to stick uh, uh, st- stick with just a B again because DeForest Buckner. A, a great, a great um D tackle, uh, but he's not number thirteen overall worthy. Huh. you've got um Philip Rivers, quarterback. Okay, but one year, that's it. I mean, that's not going to get you anywhere, especially. And then you've got Anthony Costanzo. Yeah, just I and mean, I'm just going to give them a solid B. All
1: right, moving down to Duval County, Jags signed some signed some guys that are, are of interest. First of all, they signed former Browns linebacker Joe Sherbert to a massive five-year, 53-and-three-quarters of a million-dollar contract with $22.5 million guaranteed. They placed the franchise tag on Yannick Ngakwe, although quite, there's quite a lot of speculation about his trade and him unhappy about being in Jags, Jacksonville. And then, of course, you have... Keys Denard, who signed a three-year, $13.5 million contract, $6 million guarantee. I don't know. It, it seems like they're almost rebuilding. What do you think?
0: Honestly, yeah, it's definitely rebuilding. I honestly think that more, more than just getting, uh, I think that Joe, the Joe Sherbert trade uh, uh, signing does not, in my opinion, make a lot of sense. Because... Look, Joe Sherbert, saw. By all means, respect to the guy. He had probably one of the best. He was probably one of the best players on that Brown squad, uh, for all I, for all I know. And so, trade number one, trading away from the Browns. That's just I don't know why you do that. But then for him, him to get again fifty three million dollars, that's a bit much. Actually, that's quite a bit much. Especially when you're getting 22 and a half million guaranteed, you better be a, 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 a solid, a dang good, a solid linebacker because you're not—you're not, I mean, you, not going to be just. You can't get 53 million dollars and 22 and a half guaranteed and just be a second, like a, a second linebacker. I mean, you've got to be solid. And I honestly don't think that Joe Sherbert, as well as he played last season, is worth that kind of money.
1: Really? What well, I mean, if you're looking at this, you know, defense of the Jags, I mean, they have a solid linebacker core now. You know, with Miles Jack, Joe Schobert, Josh Allen, and then if Yannick Ngakwe uh, stays, that's quite an addition to your. That's a quite, like, huge piece of your defensive line staying. Maybe they address a, a guy opposite to Yannick Ngakwe in the draft. I don't know. I mean, I think they're really putting in stone. They're putting setting in stone the players that they need for this rebuilding. And I think they need to sign guys. That's why I think a lot of their, two of their deals were long-term. I mean, they really need to get these guys set in stone so they can address other positions and get ready for that rebuild. So I think I'm satisfied with their, you know, with their free agency period. I'm going to give them a minus because they spent a little bit too much money, but I think they got some good guys for the future of this team?
0: See, I'm going to give them a C minus because I do not like the way the they look, I'm looking at the depth chart right now and I don't see, I, I need to see wide receivers and DJ Chark. I get DJ Chark, DD Westbrook are good. DJ Chark is probably one of the best players on their team, but that's about it. They need more wide receiver depth and, and not to mention tight end running back as well. Leonard Fournette, he has digressed since his rookie campaign and Right now, he doesn't look to be like a star running back anymore, and so I also think that they could have spent money on someone like him. Maybe Todd Gurley was in the market. Um, Melvin Gordon was in the market. Someone like that. Just I don't I don't understand why you'd go and pay fifty three million and um, and a three quarters uh, dollars, and with twenty two point five guaranteed just to uh, get a like second, a second linebacker who honestly had again like I'm saying. No respect to him. Uh, a, a deep respect to him, rather. That he has. He's a good player, but he needs to. He needs to step off if he's want. We he want want to be worth that kind of money.
1: Okay. Uh, now we have the reigning Super Bowl cha- champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Not that active in a free agency. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, honestly, right now, after coming off the Super Bowl, you really might want to. Honestly, I think I like the uh, signing of Chris Jones and Damien Will- Williams, who uh, mind you should have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. But I'm not. I'm not the judge. I'm not the voter. And so, honestly, I, I like the uh, the signing, uh, putting a French flag on Chris Jones because he was solid. Then you've got Damien Williams uh, again. So I think they should have paid more money for him, considering how good he's been. Chad Henney, honestly, he was. Yeah, I mean, just a backup for Mahomes. You can't. There's nothing really to analyze there. And Tylan Hamilton, again, nothing to analyze there. Just a depth spot. Honestly, I really would have thought that you know they would have picked up more because uh, as we've seen in uh, when teams come back from the Super Bowl, they're never really the same. And honestly, that's because they don't go out of free agency. They think that keeping the same players will just help. But honestly, I think that the teams really should uh, in the future need to get more. Uh, depth there maybe maybe a nice um maybe another running back to help damian williams in the backfield um maybe a, 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 maybe even a couple of a li- couple of linebackers because i don't see a lot of star games over there and so what are your thoughts
1: yeah well i, I mean i agree chris jones huge part of the defense good job retaining them damian williams yeah, Patrick Mobbs, I don't... I, I mean, he's a great player. Great, great player. I mean, outstanding. Once-in-a-generation type of player. But uh, he threw two interceptions. His stats were mind-blowing. I mean, he had a great throw to Tyree Kill, but other than that, nothing really amazing. So, yeah, Damian Williams, solid running back. I don't know if he's your franchise back, but he'll certainly do. Um... I don't know. They lost Kendall for Fuller. He was a big part of their defense. And so... Uh, maybe they'll address that in the draft, but I'm a, I'm gonna give them a B B+, because even they weren't that active, but maybe they have plans for the draft. But I think that they did a great job not letting Jones and Williams walk, and I think that was very smart. What are you gonna give them?
0: Also, I'm gonna give them a B minus. I like how they signed Chris Jones. I liked how they how they signed uh, Damian Williams, although he should have got more money, and Honestly, that's it. There's nothing else I see splashy there, and I honestly think that they really need that in the Chiefs to, uh, offense. Like you said, Kendall Fuller leaving the uh, leaving uh, leaving the team, and Antonio Hamilton. Uh, and Hamilton needs uh, they they need to come back up um, Kendall Fuller. And Antonio Hamilton, that signing is not gonna just do it.
1: So now we're gonna talk about the Las Vegas Raiders moving from Oakland. And they signed quite a bit of guys, some notable additions, Nelson Aguilar, one-year deal, Eli Apple, deal, undisclosed, Malik Collins, one-year deal, Jeff Heath, two-year deal, $8 million. And then you got Nick Kowalski, three-year, $21 million, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Corey Littleton, Corey Littleton three-year deal, $36 million. Marcus Mariota, agrees, undisclosed contract, Carl Nassib, three-year, $25 million. Jason Witten, one year, four million, with three point five million guaranteed. Quite a bit of guys for this fresh look Raiders. What do you think?
0: Honestly, I I like how, what they're doing. I, I like how they're they're signing someone to to compete with um, uh, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. He didn't have we uh, we didn't expect him to be the I actually expected him to be a very like a Pro Bowl um, quarterback in. Um, uh, in Tennessee, and I didn't see that, and so him. I think that it's nice for him to get, get a change of scenery away from Tennessee. Now the signing of Jason Wood, I think he I, he's he's very old, um, and I don't know why you'd sign him, and I just think it's just a, a roster spot. Carl Nassib again, um, good signing for that defensive lineman. Corey Littleton, Nick Uh Kwiatowski, Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, um, Cory Littleton, both gr- uh, great great players for that linebacker spot. I think that uh, John Gruden, being the guy he is, will really help this team make a playoff push because this year they were awfully close. And so I think that um, they're going to make that playoff push next year. Now uh, signing Jeff Heath, and Heath, then you've got Eli Apple and Nelson Aguilar coming from the, uh, the Eagles. And so I honestly think that this team has a, a very good shot at you know making the playoffs. I think, again, wide receiver needs to be addressed majorly. Nelson Aguilar, solid, but he really he was in the shadow of uh, Alshon Jeffrey. And I honestly think that he needs to be a step up more if he wants to be that like, number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that definitely need wide receiver help. Help. Um, I think that Antonio Brown trade is really haunting them.
0: Oof, yeah, big and- time.
1: And so, I think that it's interesting to give some Marcus Mariota a shot at redemption, but also giving Derek Carr some competition. So, I like that a lot. Carl Nassib, he had a great year, breakout year with the Bucks. I like that. Too much money, though. Too much money, though. $17 million get fully guaranteed, and a max value of $28 million across three years. Too much money, I find. Jason Witten, again, like you said, way too old. Uh, you got areas. I mean, they didn't really address their... Offensive lineman. I mean, they got one guy to give get some depth. Actually, former uh, player with the Browns last season, and they addressed that linebacker room. And, and I think they that was a spot where they really needed to improve, especially, you know, their run defense was not great last year. So I really, I really, really like what they did here. I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them a solid B because they they gave they got Marcus Mariota. I I like that move. They got some quality defense defenders, and then you, you you kind of got some depth with the receiver and the tight end. Got some guys for either Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota to throw to, but you really need some a star guy
0: for them to throw to. Yeah, I honestly think that. Um, that, Honestly, I like how uh the what the Raiders are doing. You know, having that star, star mentality uh, in, in Max Crosby, you know, having, he, he almost actually won the uh, rookie of, uh, defensive rookie of the year. And so I think that, you know, him uh, uh, being that, that good, I honestly think that they might have a good shot at making the playoffs. I honestly, I'm going to give them a solid, I'm going to give them a B minus because I honestly think that I like what they did, but they're not doing much where, in the spots that they need. And uh, Marcus Mariota, great, a uh, great quarterback, if he can, if he can stay healthy. And um, honestly, yeah, it's just he needs, uh, all of them need to. Uh, honestly, that uh, Las Vegas Raiders team moving to Las Vegas for that first season, they might have, uh, they, they, they have expectations, and they, uh, if they don't meet them, this is not going to be the, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders team that we come to know, or will or uh, want to come to know. Moving on to the uh, so we are gonna now go to the Los Angeles Chargers. And so the signings being Brian Balaga uh, agreed to a three year thirty million dollar contract from the Packers. Uh, Austin Eckler agreed to a four-year, twenty-four million dollar contract, and that includes fifteen million guaranteed. Chris Harris, uh, two-year seventy million dollar contract that has max value of twenty million and includes at seven point five million guaranteed, and to Henry placed on franchise tag. Linval Joseph agreed to two year, seventy million dollar contract that can be worth uh, with not, um, that can be worth nineteen million with incentives. And Trey Turner acquired from the Carolina Panthers for a trade with uh, Russell Okung. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, listen, I I think that they are. I mean, after that twenty eighteen season. Of course, 2019 was quite the letdown. I think that they got some good guys. I think that their defense with Derwin, were Derwin James, especially him in the backfield, they got Chris, Car- Chris Harris to really improve that secondary. And, and you know, they got Linval Joseph. I mean, he's okay. I mean, he did quite, he did well for the Vikings. I wouldn't say he was a star. And then they of course upgraded that offensive line, which they really needed to do, but it's funny, because as soon as Philip Rivers does that, they finally do, but, you know, maybe for their, you know, quarterback of the future, they need, they realize that they really need some good protection on that line, with Brian Bulaga and try Turner, Austin Eckler, too much money, I find, four-year, 24 million, 15 million dollars guaranteed, I don't like it, too much money, he played well last year, with, so, I don't know, I'm, 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 it's not looking great, to be honest. But it was okay. What do you think?
0: Honestly, I like what uh, I'm, I'm loving. What they're doing in free agency, I like their signings. But I don't like the fact that they had to let go of uh, Rivers. He is the actually the one bright spot on that team, and for him, uh, for them to let him go. Um, it's not going to be easy for them to get back to the playoffs now because they just really lower their chances. Because now you have to deal with Tyra Taylor, who by all means is, if he can stay healthy, he can be very, he can be very, very good. He's, you know, he's known for not throwing uh, a lot of picks. Um, he just needs to be healthy, really. He's not, he can't be. He just needs to be more effective. And ooh, I think that the signing of uh, uh, re-signing Austin core. Uh, and franchise tagging Hunter Henry might help, especially with the additions of Brian Balaga and, Lin- well, Joseph, oh, well, rather, Trey Turner might help as well. But this team, they're going to have to do some rebuilding, especially in the draft. They need someone who can really, uh, someone like Justin Herbert might be able to fit into that line, uh, uh, into that lineup. Um, one second. Um, I'm, I'm just searching up the pick uh, uh, for the Chargers. And so, yeah, you know, it's just it's not going to be easy for them for uh, them to you know to, uh, to get back into the rhythm of things that they did in twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's definitely a challenge, but they got the young guys in place, especially Derwin James. I love Derwin James; he's really great. I know he was injured with a foot fracture, compound foot fracture, but I, I think that he's a stud and that he will really. Help the Chargers make a playoff push next year. I am going to give them a grade of. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a, a C plus because they re-signed some guys that for too much money. For too much money. I mean, Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry. He's good. Hunter Henry is good. But the franchise tag was 10.6 million dollars, and that makes him the highest paid tight end per year. Not. Uh, but not like o- across like I mean Austin Hooper is the highest paid tight end, but whatever. And then Austin Eckler, too much money. $50 million guaranteed. It's it's just too much. They overpaid Brian Belaga. Tri-Turner is a solid addition, but other than that, not great. I'm gonna give
0: them a C plus. Yeah, I'm also gonna give them I'm gonna give them a B minus because I like the additions of what they actually you know what I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a B. Because I really like the additions that they had. They got Brian Belaga. Austin Eckler, Chris Harris, they Uh, Hunter Henry, they re again. Uh, Austin Eckler. As well, Ball Joseph, and Trey Turner. These are awesome players that they uh, uh, in the NFL. And honestly, uh, I like what they're doing. But the way that they're gonna execute this is make making me very worried, especially without a good quarterback. It's it's making me very worried, and I don't think that honestly I don't think that they're gonna do anything to affect this year, unless because they do have the number six overall pick. In a draft, so maybe get a quarterback there, but right now it's not looking pretty.
1: No, it certainly is not. So, but we'll see, you know. I really think that if they can grab, you know, a quarterback, maybe even trade down and select, you know, that someone really, like a, I don't know, someone that really wants their pet pick, one of those teams, maybe acquire some draft capital, move down a couple spots, and get somebody like Herbert, who's not necessarily one of the top prospects, and I think that's a good, you know, first steps for them. Moving on to their Los Angeles counterparts as well. They were not terribly active in free agency, but they, they certainly got a couple of guys. They got uh, Leonard Floyd, one-year, $10 million, fully guaranteed that could be up to worth the $13.5 million million with incentives. And you got A'shaun Robinson, two-year, $17 million deal, D-Tackle. Andrew Whitworth, they re-signed him, $30 million over th- th- three years, $12.5 million. Guaranteed and actually has a max value of thirty-seven and a half million dollars. Honestly, I, I think that this Rams team is dysfunctional. I don't know what you think.
0: Honestly, I I I really like what they. thought. I thought they were gonna actually make the playoffs and honestly have a Super Bowl appear. Uh, maybe another Super Bowl appearance next year. Uh, this year, but apparently not so because right now this. Uh, and they they missed the playoffs. Um, Sean McVay had. Like he didn't have the same season that he had in his um second uh, in his uh season going to the Super Bowl and so right now only signing uh is now re-signing Austin Blythe uh, re-signing Andrew Whitworth signing Leonard uh, Floyd and uh, Ashawn Robinson these are all good players but they, right now what uh, they need is us uh, some uh, weapons on offense because honestly Jared Goff. Right now, he lost a lot of. Uh, he's not doing great in the NFL right now. You're not number one, first pick overall, uh, worthy right now. And okay, yeah, Super Bowl appearance, but that's primarily on their defense, not really on him. And so, really, I I do think that right now they're in they're in deep trouble, especially with Sean Mc, uh, McVay McVeigh, because he's got talent, like big talent. But they need to capitalize on that, and right now they're not doing so by not signing anyone. And right now. He, Right now, what I think is that who's next? Aaron Donald maybe because if they if they keep going like this, Aaron Donald might want out. And so right now, it's it's not looking good for the Rams.
1: Yeah, it's really not. I mean, the I like the signing of Eshon Robinson was in the was with the Lions previous. Uh, two years seventeen million dollars. Uh it seems about right. Maybe a little bit too much money, but fine. Andrew Whitworth, too much money for a guy that uh, I think he's thirty plus, definitely thirty plus. I don't know exactly how old is he is, but he's certainly old. I believe
0: thirty three. Let me check. Yeah, he actually
1: maybe Oh. uh, He's thirty eight. Thirty
0: eight? Oh okay. I thought he was a lot
1: younger, but I guess no, he is, that. he is old. I mean, he's going to be 41 after this deal. So, I mean, oh, I, for sure. I know he's good, but, th- I mean, he's going to com- be competing against guys like like Chase Young, who are 21 and athletic, and this guy has a gray, like a gray beard. Like, it's ridiculous, and you're signing him, you know, thir- for $30 million. And then you have Leonard Floyd. He's $10 million fully guaranteed? I don't know about that. Over one year? I'm not quite sure about that. I, I'm not going to give them a great grade here. I'm going to give them a D minus, and I think that that's one of my lowest grades so far. I, I it's. Well, apart I, think from the, you,
0: I think you gave someone else.
1: Yeah, I gave the Houston I, Texans enough. but the Los oh, Angeles Rams yeah. they're not they're not too far away from that. I mean D minus. I mean they're just not. I, I, if they, they really if they wanted to make that playoff push, they really needed to get some guys. For I mean yeah they got Jalen Ramsey but they needed someone like a star edge rusher maybe some linebacker to help them with their uh, run defense because their run defense I believe was terrible it was like like bottom half of the league I think actually bottom quarter of the league it was not great and you know they don't they didn't really address that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give them i D. Pl- I'm gonna give them a D plus because I do like the signing, re signing of, uh, of Angel Withworth. Although very old, he, he he's consistent, especially and also with uh, Austin uh, Blythe but uh, and Leonard Floyd. But that's about it. Aishan Robinson as well. But that's about it. There's nothing I see that's gonna help this Rams team in tw- uh, twenty twenty. And right now, that's just I don't I don't know. I just I I'm very uncertain about this team going into the future.
1: No, I definitely agree.
0: Alright, going to the Miami Dolphins. and Man, this, this team. This winners team of the offseason. Sorry?
1: I said winners of the offseason, I'm telling you.
0: Oh yeah, big time. Probably one of the best teams to get in the offseason uh, that they signed. And so, we're going to go down the list. We've got... Adrian Colbert, signed one-year, $1.775 million. Eric Flowers, three-year, $30 million. That includes $19.95 million guaranteed. Carmen Gugger-Hill, signed with the Dolphins. Um, Jordan Howard signed two-year, $10 million contract. Byron Jones, 5 $82 million. That includes $54 million uh, guaranteed. Ted Karras, one-year, $4 million. Um, Shaq Lawson, three-year, $30 million. A million two-year, fifty million that includes seven point five million guaranteed. A Landon Roberts signed with the Dolphins and called them out when Van Noy, a four-year, fifty-one million dollar that includes the million guaranteed. Your thoughts?
1: Well, I certainly have a lot of thoughts because there's a lot of guys they signed. Uh, they, oh yeah, big time. They certainly addressed that defense. I mean, th- their defense. I mean, it, it, it was not great. Like, let's be honest. I mean. Gave up 135 yards per game, rushing yards. That was 27th in the league. It just, and they they, they addressed that. They finally, you know, and I know that this is their big spending time. It, it, I mean, they had the most cap space in the league. They got Kyle Van Noy, a little bit too much money, but fine. Emmanuel Ogba, Shaq Lawson, all guys to stop that run, and they needed that. And and I am all about that run defense because once you get once you stop the run, the offense, I mean the amount of times you run the ball, you just people get tired. and I, I just find that once you stop the run, you really shut down that offense. And I know everybody's about passing uh, you know, in the NFL, but that, that running the ball is something that teams do for comfort. and I think that once you take that away, it forces teams to get riskier. And so I, I really like what they did. Byron Jones—that's one of the signings I really don't like. Uh, surprisingly, 54 million dollars guaranteed, and then you have him signing him for 82 million dollars at 16 million dollars a year over five years. I don't know. What do you think? It's—it's—it's it's, it's okay. I, I think that they spent too much money on Byron Jones, but other than that, it's not bad.
0: Honestly, I do. I—I I have mixed feelings, really, because. I of number one. Let's if we just go down the list: Adrian Colbert again, the, uh, the, um, Spot, Eric Flowers. If you just look at his history, he has not lived up to the expectation that you would think he would. I mean, with the Giants, he he's just he's a living meme. He's not he's ter- he's like not, just not great, and signing up for thirty million in three for three years, and that includes not, almost twenty million. A year? That's just I don't I don't I don't get that. Then you got Cromagoogle Hill again roster spot. Jordan Howard, that's okay. I, I I like what they're doing there, but I honestly think that just doesn't make too much sense, considering that you can get better running backs in this league. Byron Jones, I li- I like the trade because uh, honestly Byron Jones he he he's still he's very young. And he still got lots to prove. And I also think that Byron Jones going to the Dolphins is might might just work out for him. Then you've got um, Ted Karras from the Pats going, signing a one year, four million dollars. Then you got Shaq Lawson, three years, a thirty million. He's he's very solid. He uh, he helped the Bills go to, go again to the playoffs. And you've got uh, Landon Roberts signing with the Dolphins again, another Patriot. I almost forgot Emmanuel Ogba, two-year, 15 $50 dollars that includes 7.5 million dollars guaranteed. That's all right. I, I, I believe he was coming back from the chi- he was coming from the Chiefs, who just won a Super Bowl. So I don't know. I, I think he's it's okay. They've got Kyle Van Noy. I specifically do not. I, I like the Kyle Van Noy chart, but I think that I mean, like again like I'm saying with most Patriots players leaving, he's not going to be the same player they was with the Belichick and and, and that defense.
1: Yeah, and that's what happens to a lot of Pat Patriots guys that go off and sign with other teams. They, they 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 thrive in that Patriots system, but when they go off in the wild, they struggle.
0: Oh, big time,
1: yeah. I, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give the the, the I say the winners of the offseason, in terms of quantity, not necessarily grade. I'm gonna give them a solid B, and I I love throwing these Bs around, but I I really think that they they, they overpaid some guys. But they, I think they, that was almost good in a way because they really needed this splash. I mean, this Miami Dolphins team. I mean, they was the joke of the NFL. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, and they they didn't really focus so much on the offensive side of the ball. But maybe they'll address that in the draft. You know, get some quarterback. But honestly, I think you have it fine. I mean, Josh Rosen maybe not great, but Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think maybe you, don't get a, maybe you don't get a quarterback this year. Maybe you get star receiver. Maybe trade down, you know, acquire some draft capital. Or maybe what you do, you, you take an offensive... Okay, first track. of all,
0: I, I hate to interrupt you, but I also hate to break it to you. They're getting a wide receiver in the draft, specifically to a tackle over, because they got the number five pick. And honestly, I, I hate to break it to you, but they're going to get a wide receiver. They're, they're going to dump fits, whether you like it or not.
1: Really? Because I, what I think they could do, they could get a solid offensive tackle. In, at number five, okay? Maybe you pick up... At Justin- number
0: five?
1: Yes, at number five, uh, okay? I don't know about that. And then maybe, 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 what you do is you pick up an offensive tackle and maybe you pick up a tight end or a receiver or somebody like for a second tight end for my with Mike Kosicki or maybe you pick up Justin Jefferson with your 18th and 26th overall picks. I mean, they have DeVonte Parker, but outside of that not really any great players. I'm in in the receiver room. So, I don't know, maybe you just wait, maybe you just roll with, you know, Brian Fitzpatrick or you get somebody like Jordan Love at the end of the first round. I mean, the the pop the possibilities are endless, but I mean, and the speculations are endless too. But I really think that the Dolphins don't necessarily need to take and risk for ta- Tua Tagovailoa with the number five overall pick, yeah, especially picked. coming
0: after after that injury.
1: So I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give them a B. What about you?
0: I am gonna give them a C plus because honestly, the signs that they have, they're just not. I, I don't see them. You, I just see a lot of them being just bust. Besides and Jones, who I thought that was pretty darn good signing. I just again, I think he was he was overpaid, especially with the signing of Eric Flowers. I mean, uh, um, Kyle Van Noy. These are just guys that thrived with the team that they were on. And honestly, I don't think that it's just gonna work out for the Dolphins. I think that they spent a little much, well, but too much money. All, all right,
1: okay, C plus is a little too low for me, but you know, whatever floats your boat. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings losing their offensive coordinator, head coach of the Browns now, Kevin Stefanski, but they're still rolling with that same offense. I mean, they re-signed a fullback for 3 million dollars plus a year, for, uh, 3 million dollars plus per year. They got Michael Pierce for 3 years, 28 million dollars max, 18 million dollars guaranteed. Love that signing, but we'll talk about more of that later. Anthony Harris Place the fran- they place the franchise tag on him. Could be traded though. I'm hearing rumors. Dan Bailey. They actually signed the kicker to it. Quite the contract: three-year, ten million dollars with field goal percentage incentives. What do you think?
0: Honestly, here's the deal. I I, I like um I like um what Mike Zimmer. Uh, Mike Zimmer. He uh, he's a good coach. What I don't like is what they're signing here. I, mean, I don't see anything good here. I, I, see, I see Dan Bailey and Anthony Harris. Dan Bailey, number one is a kicker, okay? He's a kicker. Then he, uh, he's not he's just a kicker. And then you've got Anthony Harris, who what you're saying is he's here uh, might be traded. And then there's nothing else I see here that's pretty interesting that's gonna really elevate this chain. There's nothing that I see that's gonna really help them. and so i'm I'm just I'm not really I'm not happy with what they're doing. But at the same time, I like what they're where they are right now because right now they're in the playoff picture, and I, I like what they're doing. But right now, if they want to uh, keep that same kind of repet- uh, 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 repetition um, and of going back to the playoffs, they need to sign better players, and this is just not it.
1: Well, listen, honestly, I think that they didn't sign enough guys, on, and they better keep Anthony Harris. I mean, they lost Xavier Rhodes. They, they're going to lose Jefferson Griffin. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, like, they didn't really address their defense, and that was a huge part of their playoff run. I mean, yeah, they have the franchise tag, Anthony Harris, Um, and those rumors are actually dying down now that there are rumors with the Browns exploring a trade, but the price was too high, second-rounder, they didn't want to do that, and they so they signed two other starting-caliber safeties. Michael Pierce, I like that. I like Michael Pierce. I, I like what he did in Baltimore. Dan Bailey again, like you said, just a kicker. A fullback, three million dollars a year. You don't need to pay him that much. I mean, I'm I don't like it. I, I think I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a B minus because they they kept Anthony Harrison. This is also factor. Actually, I'm gonna give them a C plus because I'm factoring in that the guys they let go, and so I, I they they're letting too many guys because they are in cap hell. We all know they're in salary cap hell. But they lost a lot of guys. I mean and they signed you know Anthony Harris yeah and Michael Pierce yeah but other than that nobody really else worth mentioning
0: yeah i'm going to give them i'm going to give them a c minus actually no let's go ahead and give them a d i don't wow. like what they signed i just i don't like what they signed because they just they're not they're not helping this team they're in, in fact they're letting go of a savy roads um and um, may- again, like you said, maybe losing on Everson Griffin—it's just not looking up, looking good for them. So I'm gonna give them a D. That's tough. That is tough. All right, moving on to my my New England Patriots. Oh boy, this was this was quite the off season.
1: It was quite the off season. Why don't you tell them like, why? Let me just go
0: ahead. Let me just explain. We lost Tom Brady. Um, yeah, it, it was tough. It was very tough. Um, we lost a lot of good players on this team. Kyle Van Noy. Man, it, it's been a hard off season for uh, after being uh, going just to the playoffs. I don't think we'll ever go back to the playoffs again. I'm just I'm hopeless right now. <laughs> I'm I'm just so sad. Really.
1: Anyway, but who did they sign? Who did they sign?
0: Okay, we uh, we signed Bo Allen. Uh, um, signed a two-year deal worth up eight uh, eight uh, eight million. Demir Bird, wide receiver, one-year deal worth $2.5 million. Brian Hoyer coming back for his third stint. Uh, he's agreeing for a one-year deal. Devin McCoy, agreed to two-year $23 million. That includes $17 million guaranteed. Adrian Phillips, he's he signed with the Pats. Matthew Slater, uh, two-year extension stay in New England. Uh, he signed for $5.3 million by close, $2.37 million guaranteed. Joe Tooney, uh, I'm play, uh, Pat put a franchise tag on him, and Danny Vitale signed with the Pats Um, uh, I think earlier today. So, uh, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say that they really messed up. Okay, not just with the release of Tom Brady, but I mean, uh, the only real signing that I really like. Actually, I'm gonna give them two. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give them two. I'm gonna give them Damier Bird. Great, he played great with the Cardinals. He's, I think, I think he's great. He didn't have quite the stat-producing season, but I like his talent. His raw talent. Joe Tooney or Thuny. I don't know how you pronounce his name. But placing the franchise tag, I think they could have locked him up. Maybe now at the that the prices that offensive linemen are demanding, I think they could have locked him up. With this, with a long term contract. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, you were you, you signed Devin McCourty, right, for two year $23 million, with $17 million guaranteed. He's old. I mean, and, he, and he's $10 million plus for Devin McCourty. He is great. Yes, he is. But he's 32. I mean, it's the end, starting towards the end of his career. So, and, Yeah. yeah. And then nobody else really worth mentioning besides that. And they still did not address the tight end, play, uh, tight end, you know, position. I think they have Matt LaCosse and God knows who else. But I mean, you could have resigned. Also, Aust- you could have gotten uh, Austin Hooper. I mean, you could have maybe acquired Hayden Hurst in a trade. Like, I don't know. Like, what were they thinking? To be honest, what about you? What do you, What do you think of your hometown team?
0: Oh boy, you know, I'm gonna go out and limb and say, what the heck is Belichick doing? Yeah, okay, this is I guess what they're trying to do is after letting go um Tom Brady, they're trying to re- uh, they're trying to rebuild. But what are you doing, letting go all these players, man? I mean, come on, get a grip. You're not you can't. Okay, Devin McCoy, did, that's it. That's all you have basically left on this team besides Stephon Gilbert. What are you doing? I mean, this is this is unbelievable. What am I what am I seeing? I mean, I I don't understand really. To back up, um, to back up, uh, Tom Brady, you got Brian the lawyer, and what you have already is Jared Stidham. I mean, come on, guys, this is unreal. Now you and now you're why why bother shining Matthew player? Okay, he's a team player. That's okay. That, I guess that's um, agreeable. Then you've got Jeremy McCord. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't know what the Pats are doing right now. Well, I, I'm just shell shocked.
1: What are you gonna give them? What are you gonna give your favorite team? What's their grade?
0: D minus right now. I, I just don't I don't like what they're doing. I, I think that I, I can't tell if Belichick's trying to make every Pats fan mad right now and letting go of Brady. Then you have to sign all these garbage players. Come on, I mean come on now.
1: I'm gonna give them a D plus. I'm gonna be a little lighter on that because I really like Dan Mierbird. I like Joe Thune. And yeah, but other than that. Devin McCourty, fine, you signed him, that's not great. But other than that, really, nobody worth noting. And you still didn't address the tight end position. I mean, come on, whoever you're going to throw to is going to have nobody to throw to. Besides so Julian Edelman, maybe Damier Bird, and what is Muhammad Sanu, but you have no tight end. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints. They were not. They were not terribly active, but they got some good guys. They got... Drew Brees, two-year, $50 million. Taysom Hill, they placed a first-round tender on him. A first-round tender, wow. I mean, no. I mean, that pretty much makes him un... Uh, nobody's going to sign him now. Then you signed Malcolm Jenkins, four-year, $32 million. David Onyemata, you re-signed for three years, $27 million. You re-signed Andrews Peet, five-year, $57.5 million, $33 million guaranteed. And then you round it out with Manuel Sanders, two year, sixty million dollars. DJ Swearinger for only a million over a little bit over a million dollars for a year. What do you think?
0: I like the signing of Drew Brees. I think he's hitting what forty this year. Is he forty already? Yeah,
1: he is forty um,
0: already. I think uh, he's 41. Yeah, he is forty-one. Who am I kidding? He's forty-one. Already. Uh, already. my God, just honestly unreal player. He he's got talent right there. He's he is gonna. He is gonna be playing way past his twilight years. The um, Taysom Hill. I think that they're gonna only keep him only because once Br- uh, Breeze is gone or once Breeze starts digressing, he is gonna. Uh, he's gonna uh, start playing instead of Breeze. And I think that's. I think that's kind of a smart move, but also not very smart because they let go of Teddy B, who was honestly one of their best uh, uh, players throughout the year this year. Uh, after Breeze went down with that hand injury. I think he was really good. I don't know why they had to let him go, but I guess they did. Malcolm Jenkins and DJ Swanger. Number one, Malcolm Jenkins, amazing player, amazing safety, a hard-hitting safety from the, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, just honestly, I have no words for that trade. That is just a great trade, a uh, great signing by the um, uh, by the New Orleans Saints who really need help in that safety spot. They've got DJ Swinger, another guy with experience. And yeah, just they're just two good safeties that are just gonna help out with that team. Not to mention Emmanuel Sanders, uh, wide receiver, two two years, sixty million dollars. He was pretty. He was uh, although his uh, numbers digressed last year. He, he can be pretty solid, and he's gonna help Drew Brees, especially alongside um um, um Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Who am I kidding? Michael Thomas. Uh, he, that's really gonna help out though, especially uh, and then uh Andrew Pete re signing. David Ojiamada, uh, re-signing, just a great, um, great uh, um, free agency for the one states. Your grade? Uh,
1: my grade, I, I, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them, uh, I'm gonna give them a B minus because Malcolm Jenkins is old. He's gonna be 36 by the time this contract his contract expires. Taysom Hill, if you put place maybe a second rounder on him, someone would sign him. But first rounder, of course, makes him unsignable for other teams. And maybe you pick up a second rounder for someone that has said that he wants out. I mean, even though he said that he would go back to New Orleans, but he said he wanted out previously. Drew Brees, yes, he is arguably a Hall of Famer
0: and good Oh, easily. And
1: so two year fifty million dollars. I think though after this he'll retire after two years with the Saints, especially if he wins a Super Bowl in that Penn. Emmanuel Sanders, too much money. He's he's not he's old. He's not he's digressed a lot. And then you have DJ Swearinger, which I like. One million dollars. That is a great steal right there. Andrews Pete, too much money. Fifty-seven million over five years with thirty-three million dollars guaranteed. I mean I, I don't like that. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them like I said, I'm gonna give them a solid B. I like what
0: they're doing. I'm gonna give them an A because I like the players that they signed. Like Drew Brees or re-signing to some hill, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, right, whether he's in the twilight um, years or not, he is really, really, really doing it at, at now with the Eagles. And it was, uh, him re-signing again with the Saints uh, with, uh, is really going to help out that defense. Not to mention David Onyemata, again, decent signing. Uh, uh, Agus Pete, who is actually a very – He's actually one of the best offensive linemen, alongside, um, what's uh, I think Armstrong. Um, one second. Uh, oh, never mind. Um, so yeah, he's been very he's been very good, and so I honestly think that this team might have a good shot at at making the Super Bowl. But we always say that, you know, he never works out, so we'll have to see. I'm going to give them an A during the soft season.
1: I think that's your first day.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess I've been a, a little bit hard on other teams. So, yeah, I'm going to give this team an A.
1: Well, uh, I don't agree with you, but, you know, whatever you say.
0: Okay, moving on to the New York Times. The G-Man signing... Uh, James Bradbury, three years, forty-five million dollar deal, uh, deal, with thirty-two million guaranteed. Nate Ebner, a former Patriot, agreed to join the Giants. Kyler Fackrell, one year, four point six million dollars. Cam Fleming, tackle, signed with the Giants for one-year deal for worth four million dollars. Blake Martinez, I think I said this earlier in the um in the podcast. Where, yeah, you did. Uh, one of the linebackers, I think Christian Kirksey is going to back up. Uh, Blake uh, Martinez, I guess he's not anymore. He's going to be uh, one of the number one starters. Blake Martinez is now a G-man. Mm, signed for three years, $30 million. And you've got David Mayo. Resigned for three years, $8.4 million. Colt McCoy, quarterback. So, uh, agreeing with a deal, uh, for a deal. I mean, Toilolo. Uh, agreeing for, with a two-year, $6.2 million. With $3.5 million guaranteed. Leonard Williams, team placed franchise tag on Williams. Your thoughts?
1: So yeah, I mean, I like the signing of Leonard Williams, the franchise tag. Other than that, I don't like James Bradbury, the contract, the amount of money they're giving him. Blake Martinez, too much money. I, nothing really. Other than that, that exciting. I'm gonna actually be very flat out. There. I think that I'm gonna give them a D minus. I'm just gonna flat out give them a D minus. I don't think that they signed out, signed any guys worth the money that they gave him, maybe Leonard Williams, that franchise tag. But other than that, nobody really that, like, great. And Blake Martinez does not deserve $10 million a year.
0: Yeah, um, here's the deal. I, lo- I like actually what they're doing. I like how they're signing Blake Martinez. He, he was actually, he was very solid. And he learned under Clay Matthews, who was used to be with the Packers. And he, he became a very solid uh, weapon in that defense. Then you've got Leonard Williams, who's all, again very solid. You've got David Mayer, who they're re signing. I mean, he's going to be Learn on uh, Blake Martinez. Then you've got Kyle Fackerel. Then honestly, this team, they might have a good shot. And uh, the signing of James Bradbury, they, they, they paid him for a purpose. He, he, can, he can play. And I honestly think that uh, he might be able to help out DeAndre ba- uh, Baker, who did not have a good season. Uh, uh, as a rookie, and so also, I'm going to give them a solid B, because uh, although they didn't sign many talented, good players, they got some good uh, additions to the team.
1: Well, that was a quick team little report there, but I, honestly, I think they didn't really do much. They signed a couple of guys, but other than that, just some depth moves. But I'm going to stick to my D minus. I don't think they really did what really they needed to do in order to may maybe make a playoff push or even get back in that playoff seeking direction. And now we're gonna go over to the New York Jets share the shares the same stadium as the Giants and there's not really much to look at to be honest their biggest deal was George fant three years 27.3 million dollars Connor McGovern Jets for a three year 27 million dollars as well. Brian Poole, a year, five million. I like that. But other than that, nobody really exciting. Maybe Pierre Desir, a year, five point five million dollar. But they did not address the edge rusher position, nor did they address that offensive tackle spot or the cornerback area. I mean, they added a couple of guys, but more more for depth. But they didn't really needed a good cornerback to really like make that secondary much improved. But what do you think?
0: Honestly, I think you nailed it right on the dot. Oh, really, it just—it doesn't make too much sense to me. They didn't really get too much players, considering how much they did last year. I thought they were going to do a lot better, but apparently not. I'm going to give them an F, because they really, really struggled in the free agency. They didn't do anything, and um, uh, it, it what they did uh, just now was is perfect F worthy. Well, I mean.
1: I I I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a D because I, I think that George fan I don't know too much money but you, you needed to address that and with Jack Conklin taken by the Browns, you know you, maybe you needed to do that Connor Govern again too much money but you kind of needed to do that Brian Poole, a year five million dollars I think they were very panicked I think they got a late start to free agency and they suffered as a result so yeah I'm gonna give them a stick with my D my D.
0: All right, going to, to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. <laughs> we so they've got Jatavis Brown, the linebacker signed a year, uh one-year uh, deal. Yvonne Hargrave, nose tackles, three-year deal and with thirty-nine uh, billion dollars. I includes twenty-six million guaranteed. Bradley McLeod, a uh, two-year, twelve million dollars. Jalen Mills, one year, five million. Will Parks, one year uh, in Philadelphia. Darius Slay. Exchange with the Lions for a third round pick and a fifth round, rounder, um, as a deal with Philly uh, Slayers re- re- receives three uh, three years and fifty million extension with uh, thirty million guaranteed, and Nate filled for one year two million dollars that's five that five hundred thousand guaranteed and three and three million incentives. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, 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 that's really my thoughts. I I really am quite confused by this Eagles team. They had a glaring need at receiver. They lost Nelson Aguilar, and they they, they don't focus on that. I mean, Darius Slay, like, fine. They give up. I mean, they gave up some good draft capital for him, only to pay him fifty million dollars for three years. I mean, yes, he's a Pro Bowl cornerback, but I mean that's crazy. I mean, that's the he's definitely the new highest paid uh, cornerback. But I mean. That is just ridiculous, and you don't address the receiver position. Yes, Chavon Hargrave, great nose tackle, 39 million over three years. Not great. Nate Sudfeld, nobody. Will Parks, good safety depth. Again, Jalen Wills, same. Rodney McLeod, same. Jatavius Brown, depth. Nothing to upgrade that offense. They didn't actually, besides Nate Sudfeld, they didn't do anything. They signed three safeties. Three safeties. Like, come on! You need to focus on that receiver, and that—that's why I'm going to give them a C minus because I do like the players they brought in, but they did not focus on that receiver core.
0: Yeah, honestly, I couldn't agree more. H- However, I do like the signing of Darius Slay only because he—he's a perennial pro bowler, and especially with Will Parks, who was a mate, oh, pretty decent in, um, uh, Denver, as well as Jalen Mills, who was also pretty good in Philadelphia. And Roddy McLeod, who's again also with um, in good in Philadelphia, and so that uh, that um, d- uh, d- back, um that defensive back um line there has got to be uh, better. And that's about it. There's nothing I see here that's really exciting for sure. And so again, I'm gonna give them C minus like you did because you nailed it right on the dot. They didn't really make anything that was exciting that we wanted to see, and that that's gonna help this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think that's just the general consensus. That maybe they make a trade for OBJ, or maybe they, they pick up Robbie Anderson. But they really need to do something with that receivers. I mean, their number one receivers. I I actually have no idea who their number one receivers are. Do you know who's their receiver? Uh,
0: I believe it's Nelson Aguilar. He's gone. Um. He is Alshon... Oh, sorry. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I meant Alshon Jeffrey. No, Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward uh, Jr. As well as J.J. Arcega-Whiteside.
1: Yeah, but so, other than... Yeah, they, they have depth, yeah. but they need somebody Carson wants to throw to. Uh, They got mm-hmm. great tight ends, but other than that, yeah, no offensive firepower. Anyway, moving on to the other Pennsylvania team in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Now... Coming off that weird season, losing uh, Big Ben to an injury. They got, now you go – go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say that they got both Watts now. That's a plus side.
0: Oh, big time, yeah. Now uh, they're re-signing Bud Dupree. They're, they're getting Eric Erie Brown from the Colts, who is actually was very solid. And I think he'll be a good weapon to at Big Ben. And then you've got Derek Watt. Again, like you said, they're both having the Watt brothers. Then you've got Chris Wormley and, Sam, and Steven Wisowinski, uh, for a two-year deal. So, honestly, look, if I'm going to give my thoughts right now, I, I don't – I like what they're doing because I like where they are, but I also don't think that they could have done better. And so I'm going to give them a B. B actually, a B-. minus. If You? Oh, I, I'm going
1: to give them. I, I think that they weren't as active as I th- thought they should have been, but I know they're in salary cap hell, of course. And Eric Ebron, solid signing, six million a year. That's perfect. I think that former uh, he went to Detroit Lions, uh, Indianapolis Colts. I think they really needed a second tight end to pair Vance McDonald with. So I really like what they did there. Maybe give someone for Ben Roethlisberger to throw to. Um, yeah, they worked on they placed the franchise tag on Dupree. I really like that. But other than that, not really anything else. Like really like. I mean, they're a pretty solid, talented team. So I, I, I'm going to give them—I'm going to give them a B as well because I think they—I'm going to give them a B plus because I think that they—they they, even in salary cap hell, they, they they still manage to get the guys, resign the guys they needed, sign the guys they needed to get without being flashy, and I think that's really a good plus side for this Steelers team.
0: All right, moving on to San Francisco, coming off that very disappointing. Super Bowl loss, uh, having a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter and then losing it. And uh, so the signings here. Arik Garm said, D-, D Lyman, uh, five year contract worth $85 million, according to, um, and deal uh, includes 45, $48 million guaranteed. Ben Garland resigned with the Niners uh, for one year and mil, uh, million. And Jimmy Ward, Ward again resigned with the 49ers for three years uh worth 28 million and a half a million dollars your
1: thoughts well i mean not as active as again these these playoff like these the you know it's funny because whenever you get into these like the higher you get in like caliber teams the less people the less they sign and so i mean eric armstead i think they really need to resign him Maybe I mean they got Especially losing out on divorce Buckner for sure, of course. And they and they really I think well, maybe a little bit too much money, but maybe that's fine. I think they needed to do that. And um, Jimmy Ward ward, great safety but injury prone. I don't know if he's worth that kind of money. Ben Garland, again, I don't I think that's more for depth. Maybe even maybe sixth lineman type of guy, but I don't know if he's really starting caliber. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that these 49ers, they they really have To make some decisions, like whether to be a more defensive team or an offensive team. Because I'm hearing rumors about them trading for Odell Beckham. I'm hearing that they are maybe even letting go of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I know that's, you know, that's surface now. But the thing is, they're, they're kind of in this mix. They're either a defensive team, they're trading these guys away. I think they really need to just, you know, like to find a way to work on both. And I think that's where they're kind of struggling. I mean... They say that they're a defensive team, but then they focus more on the offense. So I, I it's interesting. But I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a C plus because they pushed a little bit too much with Jimmy Ward and Arik Armstead, but they did not address the offense as much as it should they should have.
0: Honestly, I think I'm gonna give them a C- minus only because they didn't get anyone free agency. They're just re signing players, and right now that's not what they what they really need is to make another uh, playoff push, especially a Super Bowl push, is that right now they need to sign some wide receivers in that, uh, on that team. Uh, after letting go of Manuel Sanders, they don't have anyone there to you know, help, uh, help out that wide receiver court with Debo Samuel. And so right now I think that you know, what they need is for them to sign some wide receivers, really just keep that uh, D-line intact, and that they'll be, uh, they'll be right on their way to another playoff appearance. And so I
1: know I think that's what they they need and that's what they should be focusing on. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I but again, I think that they did get they did resign the players that they needed to and I think that's why I'm going to give them a B minus. Moving on, Seattle Seahawks, some of the one of the greatest games that they that they played the 49ers and the Seahawks. Both in week ten. And oh week yeah, that's 17. a great
0: rivalry right there. We're having in our hands for the next couple of years. Definitely. But
1: again, 40 Seahawks. Again, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it right here. I'm gonna give them a C C+, because they did not they were not as active as they should have been. They needed to over they need to overtake these 49ers. And to do that, you need to you need to I mean Jacob Hollister, I like that. He's a good tight end, plays a second round tender, and if a team gives up that I think it's good value to get a second rounder. Signing Greg Olson, seven million dollars. I don't see the need. I don't see the need to sign him. But fine. Jaron Reed overpaid two-year, twenty-three million. I don't like that. Bruce Irvin signed. B.J. Finney signed. All depth moves. Cedric Obi, o- o- G- B- I don't even know how to pronounce his name. But all these, all these depth moves just to keep the roster going. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. Like just sign. You know that you need to make this push to get this to. Take the title of West. Especially rest. with the
0: fact that uh on Clowney might want out. Exactly. And I think maybe they're maybe
1: they you need to re sign him if I'm Seattle. But me may, but maybe not. If if he's asking for twenty million, let him go.
0: But Yeah. Well uh, yeah, I'm gonna give them uh, so listing out the players actually. Uh B J Finney, uh two years eight million dollars, Jake Pollester, second round tender Bruce Urban expected to sign with Seattle for a second stint, Cedric uh Cedric Oberhuley, um tackle uh, with the seahawks uh, greg olson signing from the panthers for a seven million dollar deal and jeron reed signed with uh, for a two twenty-three twenty three million dollar contract and so honestly yeah I, I i am disappointed with the seahawks are doing right now but they're, i'm also thinking you know they've got they've got a shot because um with uh, with the seahawks you know they're they can they're pretty consistent they know how to, uh they have um reached above uh, 500 I think almost every season was Pete Carroll, and so yeah, I think they might work out for them. So I'm gonna give them uh I'll, I'll, for free agency wise, I'm gonna give them a uh I'm gonna give them a C plus. Well, all right, uh I don't know. We are on to Tampa Bay.
1: Wow, wow, well,
0: look who Brady went to.
1: He went to Tampa. I, I'm gonna just, I'm, you know what, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna give my first A of the day.
0: It's it all right, yeah, go ahead, talk your talk, walk your walk.
1: Okay, so listen, they were signed, they placed the franchise tag on Shaquille Barrett. That is the smartest move that they could have done. And you know why? Because he, that could, it proves whether he, that was just, you know, just an hour, like, just one and done season. Like, if it was just an anomaly. But, no, this uh, franchise tag gives, gives him a chance to prove that he is up there with the elite defenders of the NFL. And it's it's just... Oh, yeah, sure. Tom Brady, self-explanatory. I don't care how much money you give him. He's the GOAT. So reassign him. Joe Haig, depth move. Fine. Kevin Minter, again, depth move. Jason Pierre-Paul, I don't know, reassigned $27 million. That's what I'm not... That's, like, my least favorite move there, but... I think that you this that Buccaneers defense their run defense was the best in the league but so maybe you wanted to re-sign him to keep that passing defense wasn't amazing so they could really work on that in the draft maybe pick up some cornerbacks or something but honestly I, I love this Buccaneers team I think that they're they're definitely contenders for that wild card spot I I, I wouldn't say they're ready to take, overtake the Saints but I'm man i looking to Breeze versus Brady's two times a year
0: Oh yeah, big charm. Honestly, I think that you know uh, Brady shine with the Bucks, it's a good seat. it's a good deal. But like we said earlier, what if he's not the uh, Brady that we think he is? Although he's the GOAT, maybe he's only fit with the Pats. Yeah. And so you never know. So what's your grade then? So honestly, I think I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a B because I like what they're doing, but also um, I think the only good two signings that are Shaq Barrett and uh, T 12 but Jason Pierre-Paul, he's never been really been the same. He's been he's been consistent, but he's not the breakout player that they need. And so I'm going to give them a the B. Well,
1: I'm sticking with my. I think they're winners of the off season, along with the Dolphins. Anyway, moving on to the okay. tit- anyway moving on to the Titans. Now, first of all, 118 million dollars for Ryan Tannehill. What? That's ridiculous. And, and oh, yeah. You franchise tag Henry, smart move. I don't believe in paying Henry, uh, running backs big money for long contracts. And we've obviously seen that that does not work well. We've seen Todd Gurley. We've seen Melvin Gordon. It just doesn't work out well. And, yeah, Vic Beasley, I like that. A year for $9.5 million hasn't lived up to his, I believe, first-round pick status. And so it's a good, like, redemption shot, Shot. Give him a change of scenery. And so... T- to be honest, I-, I like what they've done. Dennis Kelly returned to the team three years, 20, $21 million. I'm gonna give them a solid B minus because that Ryan. T- I would have given them an, an A, as long as if, but that Ryan T- Tannehill signing drops it down to B minus. Your thoughts in your grade?
0: I'm gonna give them an A minus because I like the Derek Tannehill signing. I like the, the Ryan Tannehill signing because. He can, he can he really showed flashes in Tennessee, and I really think that they can really uh, now with seven wild card spots they can move down and they really might have a shot to, uh, to go to the back to the Super Bowl if only they can get past Kansas City. I think that's the only hump there that they need to um to overcome.
1: All right, fair enough. I I I'm I'm still gonna say that 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 Tannehill deal like the Knicks' Falls deal is going to backfire. But anyway, last team. To address here, Washington Redskins. Now they were horrible. Let's list at
0: the players first. Let's list at the players okay, first. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Uh, Thomas Davis, one year, three point five million. Sean Davis, both Davises. I don't know if they're brothers. Brothers, one year, so five million dollars. Kendall for Fuller, four year contract, forty million. Then you have JD McKissis, JD McKissick for two years. With the Redskins. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, linebacker, $3.45 million in a year. And then you franchise tag Brandon Scherf, and you get a good depth guard with Wes Schweitzer. Now, I'm going to just start off and say, great job resi- re- placing the franchise tag on Scherf, although you probably could have signed him to a deal, maybe two-year, maybe three-year. I wouldn't say long-term, but two- to three-year. Steel sounds great. Kendall Fuller, I love that signing. Chiefs will miss him. Thomas Davis, he, I know he's shown flash, flashes, but he's old now, and it is, he's kind of in not playing in his prime anymore. And then the rest of it, I find, is just depth moves. So, yeah, maybe not as active as I expected them to be, you know, with a rebuilding team. But your thoughts?
0: Honestly, with the fact that they, they're most likely, for 99% sure, they're going to get... Um, uh, Chase Young in the draft. I like what I like where they are, are right now. I think that you know if they can keep this up if they can if they can find a way to push uh, pull everything together, they might have a shot of going to the playoffs. but right now this free agency uh, going going back to free agency everything it's it's okay. I, I like what they're where they at, but right now they, I think they just need a, a a little more of a push so I'm gonna give them a be mindless. All
1: right, well, to round it out, I'm gonna say, the last grade of this episode, I'm also going to give them a B minus. And I think that's that's a good note to end it on, agreeing on a grade. B minus, I think, I totally agree with what you're saying. Some smart decisions, but not some not-so-smart decisions. So I'm going to give them a solid B minus. They, they, they didn't quite do what they should have done, but they at least they did not go full-on Houston Texans. So anyway, oh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to this podcast been a wild free agency and we're going to keep you updated with all the news and maybe with the later episodes we're going to talk about the draft we're going to talk about predictions for the next season we're even going to talk about predicting trades and signings like Jameis winston where is he going to go i've heard many obj obj trade rumors could he be on the chopping block once again stay tuned thanks for listening
0: to episode one of the nfl podcast